Patriots Unfiltered is brought to you by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Great memories are made in Massachusetts, no matter how you choose to make them. Indoors or outdoors, scenic views or city vibes, solo or family style, whatever moves you, whatever the season, plan your perfect Massachusetts getaway at visitma.com. Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's original podcast. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. I want to thank you, Fred, for sharing all your uh, answers with, with the whole class. Fred loves the reply all. <laughs> reply all. Boy, I had already sent mine in. You sent mine in? What about the Incas? Did you send theirs in too? I sent mine in. Yeah, Drew's going to be on some show on the Sports Hub on Saturday. Yeah. Pause. I can't oh. well, That was a terrible red zone defense too. Didn't really matter. No, it did. We got two red zone touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. I mean, see, like yes. we yeah. need to have an intervention. I with know, him, Fred. It's never good enough. Josh Ushay, I'm tired of getting sacks. <laughs> Do they have not. a fan club out in Vegas? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, in Vegas, I'm not Las sure Vegas if there's an actual. Club. I like how Fred's knee jerk ground. Oh yeah. Oh wait a minute. I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> For all your very important stripping needs. Yes. You want to make sure, stripper. you know, whether it's a corporate event or a private uh, at home. Birthdays, bar mitzvahs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make it rain, Myram. <laughs> this is Patriots Unfiltered. Fueled by Duncan. All right, welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It is Tuesday here at Gillette Stadium, getting ready for a Saturday game against the Cincinnati Bengals on Christmas Eve. But, yeah, I think we... <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, we have to talk about this last game that happened. And, uh, you know, um, we now have our butt fumble game. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. Let's own it. It's probably one of the stupidest endings to a game yeah. um, way I've ever seen. Fumble. And we'd be laughing at any other team that did it. So laugh away because we did it. You know, we sure did do it. Yeah. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it two days later. What is it? Two days? I mean, it's just. I, I can't believe it. I mean, and uh, I, you know, I said on the show, just I think the thing that was frustrating was that not that they did anything new or dynamic or special, but it just seemed like they were about to pull out a win in a way you hadn't really seen and that they really needed. And, and you, go eight and six. You know, and, and just stay control. alive. Yeah. And then they just blew it in absolute epic fashion. And I just, I might, my jaw is still on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> Deuce is here. Evan's here. Uh, Paul's here. Matt's in the booth. I'm here. We'll talk about it. Well, we'll talk about things for the next two hours. We're, we're not going to talk just about that, but we have to talk about it. And, you know, it, this is one of those games where I know we did our picks, and we all picked against the Patriots, right, I think? Yeah. Yep. I, I Even I did. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those games where you got the pick right, but you were wrong. You know, yeah. because... You know what I mean? Like, I like, mean, it's the way the game ended, obviously. Yeah, no, but no, like, no one picked that. Like, I really... Backdoor cover. Like, I didn't think going in that they would do so well against Devontae Adams, you know. Uh, I didn't think that Ramondre Stevenson was going to run for 179 yards or whatever it was. But instead you know, of talking about those great things, we have to talk about how the game ended. And it's too bad, you know. Um, you know, I just – that's not what any of us envisioned when we said that the Patriots wouldn't win the game. We thought that it would be because of – or at least I thought because Vegas's you know, uh, uh, weapons would be just too much to handle. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the case. Yeah. That wasn't why they lost. No. <laughs> yeah. I, I would agree that's not the, the reason why they lost. They, but I think a lot of people would have said, 
they can't generate enough offense to win. That, that's yeah. that would be why they lose. That's yeah. true, and that and, did happen. And that's why I said that I don't really but, think the game. No, but that game should have ended in a typical Patriots win fashion, where the other team puked all over itself. The other itself team and made you mistakes. You got a defensive score, and you did just enough to win. That's how this game should have ended. I agree. Yeah. You know? I agree. Yeah, and it's There's also, no reason for allowing an 81-yard drive to close the game. Right. Right. No. right. right. And it's the, old, it's the old Patriots thing of, you know, taking away the top weapons, but then, you know, you, you win or lose with the third and fourth receiver, and, you know, they lost against Keelan Cole and Mac Hollins. So, you know, yeah. those were the guys I, that made like, like a couple times I, I focused on where Carr's eyes were going, you know, on passing plays, and he would look to Devontae Adams. It's not like he wasn't looking his way, and then he would check down to someone else. So the Patriots were doing a good job on him. Yeah, I mean, there, I agree. there were so many games where he had, like, double-digit targets, too, like before this. Like, he would throw Evan, it up to him. That's yeah. taking the other team's top <laughs> weapon out of the game. I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well said. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kidding. I only, I only said it about 116 times. On no, Sunday. but if you – and I wrote this in after further review. Nice plug. If you uh, told me before the game mm. that the Patriots would hold Devonta Adams to four for 28, hold Josh Jacobs under 100 yards, and hold Max Crosby and Chandler Jones without a sack – I would say the Patriots won. Right. Right? I right. mean, those were the objectives at the top of the to-do well, list add in the that game plan. They're going to score a touchdown on defense. <laughs> and <Yeah>. they, <laughs> sure. And they score a defensive touchdown. Oh, like These were all the sauce. objectives that they should have checked off. And I think the biggest thing is, is that, as we have seen all season long, sometimes it's not the big picture stuff with this team. It's the details that lose them games. That's a great point. It, it's the little things. And that's why I wish I could – say that the last play was a one-off but this is just kind of accumulation of 14 weeks of exactly what we've seen yep. maybe exaggerated in one of the most embarrassing ways in nfl history but this is was all of this was not a one-off this was yeah. all the patriots have been an undisciplined poorly coached sloppy football team all season long and this one play was just a summation of all of that. Yeah. So well, yeah, good when point. I go back to the – because I was at the Miami Miracle game covering that game as well. When I go back to that, that is a one-off, right? Like that was a one-off, really well-executed hook and ladder by Miami, and you just kind of chalk it up to that. This is what this team is. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, Paul will be proud of us because not one of us mentioned the bad call by the refs or the bad, you know, review. You know, like – because that – like, yeah, it, I think the Patriots got screwed, but everything else overshadows that. Like, oh, yeah. okay, so what? You shouldn't have been in that position to begin with. Right, and you know? I think yeah. the other part of it, and and we've talked about this at length on Sunday, I think if you, if, if I had to go to a firing squad and offer my opinion, I would say I think he, he his foot was touching the line. Yeah. I ain't sure, but I think he was. It was second down. Right. Like, right. It, 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 people make it out to be, it was like the tuck rule where, yeah. you know, the Raiders recovered the fumble, the game's over. Yeah. Like, right. no, they... They were still on the 30-yard line. They had two more plays to get 10 more yards to get closer. It already was, like, in really scary territory. Yeah. Like, at that point. And, by the way, he was open. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. what's to say that someone's not – that was the, the – all the things that Evan said about the Patriots is not a one-off. I 1,000% agree with him. You know what else wasn't a one-off? Why the Raiders are 6-8. and eight. Yeah. Yeah. Because right. everything, I mean, how many times did he throw the ball downfield to a guy who's in the clear and threw it, like, directly on the wrong side? Yeah. Like, Matt Collins had, like, three different plays he could have had, 
like a 60-yard touchdown if only instead of throwing it you know, completely to the middle of the field, he throws it to the outside or vice versa. You know, the funny thing about this game is, you know, maybe that's the only way a game like this could have ended because you had a team that can't hold a lead. A comedy and, of errors. And another <laughs> team that just can't score points. Yeah. And, like, how else is, like, the the meeting of those two forces – is it going to end up? You know, maybe I, it was would, maybe it was a fitting ending. I, I don't know. I just would have loved to stop on that fourth down. You know, get the defense, get that last stop, close it out. Like, hey, absolutely, there you go. You take yeah. it all out. I just and I, and that's something like I think this Patriots defense this year has been good. You know, I, I don't think that they're great, but I think that they're good. I agree. And, and I better and than I just, last year. And I just wonder what they would be like if they had a competent, complimentary offense to work with. I think that, they've played better at times. Um, than last year. Yeah, I mean, the, the late game let down the last drive. I mean, that's, you know, that sucks. We've seen plenty of Patriots defenses do that, and, you know, games bigger than this one for sure. You know, thinking Eli Manning, you know, even with, you know, going same thing, going to, sec, going to, to Manningham, that. you know, like, like those plays in the last drive. It's just frustrating because it seemed like, man, they're really taking this game over, whatever it was, five straight punts. I mean, they were just getting after it, and... You know, yeah. as we talked about on the show, it was just the pass rush. They couldn't get after him anymore, and then all of a sudden he was able to, to make those throws. And I think, you know, you can you can look at it two different ways, and I and I get that. I, sometimes I look at it from sort of a, a negative perspective. I do, you know, but I do think it was more about what the Raiders weren't doing um, or were doing in this particular case, and that is, you know, committing a penalty on every single possession. <laughs> yeah. um, and I just think the Patriots are too smart for that. You know, you consistently want to go second and 15 – Patriots are going to find a way to get off the field. And I thought that some of the things that they did, um, occasionally, you know, they would get them in those situations, like Miles Bryant would come off the slot, rush them, you know, have to throw away. Now it's third and 15. You're not converting third and 15s consistently in that league. I don't care how good you are offensively. And I thought the Patriots really did a good job of taking advantage of all of that. I think they had nine offensive penalties, the Raiders. They had 13 penalties yeah. altogether. It was eight or nine on right. offense. And I thought the Patriots' defense, like, that played right into their hands. And yeah. they completely shut it down. Five straight punts. And really no threat at all to score in the second half yeah. until the last drive. Yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. almost like, you know, clearly the me momentum was on the Patriots' side. And, and it's almost like maybe Ramondre and Myers were feeling too good about themselves at that point. Well, the you know? momentum like, wasn't on the Patriots' side on that play. No, well, because they had just scored. <laughs> right. But, but uh. like, the offense had been playing better. In the second half. Oh, I disagree. No, I think the offense was a mess. The whole I think game. they were moving the ball. They I think the best drive they had was the one that they self-destructed in the the red zone. I, I they had an eighty-seven yard drive. Listen, I, I. Do you think the Patriots defense played well? Yes. Yeah. Patriots had the same amount of yards that the Raiders did. I know, but like, and I think the Patriots defense played really well. But you know, like the offensive line, I was pleased with the way the O line played, the way they were pushing, making yeah, holes. They for, were fine. You know, I, I thought I wasn't pleased with the quarterback going thirteen for thirty-one. Mac, we'll talk about Mac separately, absolutely, because um, he was not that good. But I thought the running game was there. I thought the protection, for the most part, was there. I don't think but Mac. But they was didn't move the ball and score. That's all I'm saying. Okay, like the uh, offense wasn't good. But like uh, the the Raiders' offense wasn't good either. But the, there was there was elements of there for the offense that it could have been good. Like like I can't say that oh Mac Mac couldn't get Mac didn't have time. He had time. The Patriots could run the ball. There were holes. You know, they just, like, like has been the issue. They just can't exit. You know, they can't take advantage of them. But, I, you know, mm -hmm. compared to how the O-lines played lately, I think they played great in this game. Yes? No? Yeah. I, they I, just I, didn't score. I know, but. Like, I mean, you said, like, they but could I, have. But I, I agree. But I, they again, could have. But, again, I, I said we'll talk about Max separately. I'm, 
probably. I'm talking about the, the offense in I'm, general. No, I'm talking about Mac. So you think the reason they didn't score was just Mac? Mac and probably coaching. Yeah. Okay. Can we go back to the defense for a second on the last drive? And drop balls by Hunter Henry. And, because yeah. we're gonna we're gonna talk about Mac and the well. offense. I'm sure for most of the time here. This is, and I'm not making excuses for the Patriots, but this is a league-wide issue that I have seen more teams drive the field in the two-minute drill to tie or go ahead and late in the game. Oh, that's the NFL. This yeah. It's a problem. No defense can get a stop in that position anymore, and it's it's like a... I don't know what it is. Like, I was just going to ask you, what do you think it is? Because I, so, I mean, it's totally true. So I think the biggest thing is is that Except when the Patriots they, offense had twenty yards to get a field goal, they they treat the first, let's call it twenty five yards, as prevent defense, right? Like they are just trying not to give up the eighty yard touchdown and try to make you drive the field, yeah. and then they actually start playing defense when you cross the fifty. And from I, I don't understand that. Uh, you know, it's fourth and 10, and Marcus Jones is giving him 12 yards of cushion on the outside. So he just runs a deep comeback at the sticks and it's first down. Like, what? In the whole game, they're they're calling, you know, these aggressive simulated pressures, blitzes, whatever you want to call it. They're calling aggressive defense the whole game. And then they go into the shell there. And then on the Keelan Cole touchdown, they go back to what was working. But at that point, the Raiders had already seen it too many times, and Derek Carr just knew where to go with the football. So it, it just it, the whole league. I have not ever can ever recall seeing more game tying drives down a touchdown with less than two minutes to go than I have seen this I, season. I totally agree, and yeah. it's it's my like it's fourth and ten. Get off the field. Yeah, like, I, you're yeah. killing me. I don't have like, the numbers on, like, this season compared yeah. to past seasons, but I never feel like the defense ever gets a stop in those yeah, situations. it's yeah. crazy. Like, I, I don't know if this is a new thing. That's why, like, I, I'll, I'll tell you, I, and I said it to Mike, I, I was really surprised the Patriots didn't at least threaten to get into field goal range. With 32 seconds and two timeouts to not even cl- get close not even get close. They couldn't even get on the Raiders' side of the field. Like that to me is embarrassing. That drive, the, it, the final play was a perfect summation of that drive because that drive up until that point was, was an abject terrible. disaster as well. Guys running into each other down the field, yeah. terrible spacing, uh, running right into helper, into leverage, which I, we can get to a little and bit as well. did they waste about 12 seconds at one point? Like, uh, well, they only had two timeouts. No, they had so the two timeouts. They used them. Like they had to use them on the first play because they throw underneath for like eight yards on yeah, the first yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. Like either you got to throw to the sidelines for eight yards. I have no problem with that. Right. Or you got to get you got to get a chunk play if you're I going thought, over the middle. I thought getting to the line at one. They didn't call timeout. I, I don't know. I just remember thinking, well, what are we doing? Hurry, hurry, hurry. Yeah, I and the other thing, and I, I'm hoping to ask him about this in the locker room because I'm not going to get a straight answer from the coaches. And that is uh, on the Keelan Cole touchdown. Guess who wasn't on the field? Josh Uche. Ooch. Yeah. They took Uche out and put Anthony Jennings on the field. Uche was on the field for the entire drive up until that point. I went back and watched it again to see if he got banged up or nicked up or something. Maybe there was a, um, you know, maybe he's he's out of gas. Like I, I don't know. I saw just real quick. I saw one camp shot near the end of the game. He looked a little tired. I don't, I'm just speculating. Yeah. But there was one moment where I'm like, geez, Uche seems like he's out of breath. Right. But I don't know. I but good point. Yeah. I mean, and that's- there was no waste of time. It was there was 32 seconds. They threw an eight yard pass. Timeout. So with 25 seconds, uh, it was incomplete. So no need, you know, 20 seconds. 
uh, they had to run a draw but did they to get the first down immediately. Yes, okay. I just the thirty-two to twenty-five. All right, like yeah, that's that's that, seven I mean, seconds. Yeah, you're not getting it much quicker than that. Yeah. Um, then they had to run a draw, which is another terrible. You know, because it's third and two. They now ran, you run the risk of if I don't get the first down, if I throw an incomplete pass, I have to punt. Yeah, they ran back-to-back draws. Right. So you don't want to do that. So they run a draw. They get the first down. They have to call timeout again. There's 14 seconds left. Incomplete pass. Incomplete pass. 10 seconds left. Then it goes down to three seconds, and now you and you, you know run the draw. Then. Yeah. Yeah. So they didn't waste any time a, per se, but I thought the play oh. calling was highly suspect. And I'm sorry. It, it's it's like completely ignoring everything because of what happened on that last play. But I'm sorry, running a draw from the, your own 45-yard line, just take a knee. Yep. I've never seen a guy take a knee and lose the ball. I've seen guys fumble on draws. So that to me, if you, if you really thought. Well, I did see somebody take a knee this year and lose it. Remember that game on no. the goal line? Was it? Uh, oh, that was a sneak. He didn't take a knee. He fumbled a snap. Yeah. Okay. Dude, Josh? Well, I've seen a guy fumble a snap. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have but, to snap the ball to take the knee. Didn't, 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 oh, okay, but you have to snap the ball to get the draw off too. Like you have to snap the ball no, to I, run the okay. play. Anyway, like I can't, anyway. I can't eliminate the snap from yeah. the equation. Right. I can eliminate exactly. I can eliminate the risk of a fumble by just taking a knee. Right. <laughs> don't even put the ball in play. <laughs> I don't even want you looking at the ball, Evan. You go in the bathroom. I don't want you looking at the ball. Don't bring the ball. Like I way. like if, and I know that Bill was really upset after the game, and rightly so. But if he really believed that his quarterback couldn't throw the ball sixty yards, which I think is an abject lie, well, he kind of cl- he said, yeah, he didn't clear it up he, with the, with the media. He cleared it, it up with his contractually. All I don't know if he meant like he wouldn't have had time to get it away. Or it was too I, far. Like, yeah, yeah. So I can't don't know. throw it that far. Yeah, couldn't. I think couldn't throw it that far was the quote. Yeah. Now I think he clarified it in his contractually obligated interview on WEI, yeah. but not with the media. Right. No. I also just want to say one thing real quick about this that I think is more inside baseball maybe than anything, but I'm going to say it anyways. So after the game, Jacoby Myers stood at his locker, answered questions, tears in his eyes, super accountable about it. Like I'm not making an excuse for the play. It was awful. But the way he handled himself after that game was extremely professional and uh, candid, honest, a whole thing. I thought Ramondre – was the same way and I thought Mac was the same way and I think one of the frustrating parts just speaking to players in the locker room and and getting the feel of it especially out in Arizona I think one of the frustrating parts that the players have right now is that it doesn't feel like the coaching staff is accountable in the same sense that some of the players have been accountable and all these players go up there Mac Jones goes up to the podium and says he should have tackled Chandler Jones the quarterback yep. said he it was my fault that I didn't tackle Chandler Jones. And then Belichick gets up there, won't give us an answer, really. It says there were we, mistakes were made on mistakes the play. were made. Really. Thank you. Like we, we can see that. OK, what what why was the situation not conveyed to the players? What was conveyed to the but, players? But what? But like I see Bill's in a tough place because let's say he did like. You know, he he did convey the situation. Then, then say that. Then he like he he doesn't want to say like they screwed up. You Him know? saying that there was mistakes on the plays throwing the yeah, players know, under the but, bus for it anyway. I know, but he like he can't go into detail because he's never does that. He never does. He might that. never do it, but this is different. Like yeah. when you have a play yeah. like that, this is different. And the second thing that I'll throw out there 
is that today we had assistant assistant coaches were available. Matt Patricia didn't talk. Joe yeah. Judge didn't talk. They threw Nick Cayley out there because it's his turn in the rotation to speak. And at some point in time, like you have to have it has to be a two way street because the players they talk right they they go up there and they and they tell us what's going on and they tell us their perspective and all that kind of stuff it's probably jacoby myers's worst day of his life yeah and he went up there and he answered the same questions and i think that they feel internally that there's not a lot of accountability in terms of this is a absolute dumpster fire on offense and there's really no back and forth there and then in terms of talking to us and talking to the media they don't they don't either they don't answer the questions or we're not even able to ask them the questions because they don't make them available and after a game like that where the offense was horrible for four quarters and then you end the game like that and the guy calling the plays isn't available to the media the next week right. i mean i just i don't think that that's fair to the players at all can i ask i want to ask two questions as a follow-up to this you um you guys fred and evan you're on the road every game has Bill been the first to speak more often than not? I'm no. not going to no, say he's every always game. Last. last. He's always last. Yeah. Okay. So that completely eliminates that. I thought that was a terrible look. Yeah. That he made. He used to be first. I thought in, the in fact that years. that three players had to go to the podium. All the and, players. And he was speak, last. I thought was was a really bad look. But if you're telling me that that's what happens every week, every then, week, then I'll, yeah. I'll you know whatever. this year he's. Been I think he should have made an exception this week and said, "This isn't the regular game. I need to get out there and speak." Yeah. first. Rare, you know, once in a while there might be one straggler player that comes in after Bill, yeah. but for the most part, he's been last. Okay, all so year. the second one I want to ask, and this is to Evan and Mike. You guys have been in the locker room here, you know, for all open locker room periods. I know, Evan, you've been to every one. Mike, I yeah. assume that you're at most, if not all. Yeah. Um, do you get a sense that there is a growing amount of that kind of attitude that the players are doing their best to be accountable and that they're getting let down? Yes, and, and I think the biggest thing that I would say is that I want to separate buy-in from effort because effort, I don't – question with the with the offense i think they're trying of course the players are trying to get better and trying to do the right things on the field i think that there's a real lack of buy-in in terms of confidence that they are doing the right things and being told to do the right things and they're scheming it up properly and all those kinds of things that i think is a real issue that i i know gets talked a lot about on on talk radio 985 and things like that that might seem pulse channels exaggerated my show but but i truly think that it's a real issue that i agree they feel and it starts with the quarterback i I don't think that mac jones feels like he has the tools to be successful on the field and that's why i think a lot of the frustrations that we're seeing on tv over the last couple of weeks of him having these outbursts I, i think that's where it stems from is that he just doesn't feel like they they call third down plays and they're running right into coverage. Yeah, yeah. I just wonder if like because I thought the way you phrased that with the way the players stood and spoke and said, "Yeah, that's on me," and then the coaches aren't doing that. Yeah, if that if that element of it was something that you can sense, I there's I don't think there's any doubt. I don't think anybody would argue that what you're seeing offensively is a lack of buy-in. They don't have confidence and yeah. faith that what they're being prepped to do is going to yeah. work. 
because it hasn't worked all year. Yeah, they have no confidence. I mean, I and they score I score one touchdown and, every game. And it goes back to like I, and I, some of the young coaches. I remember Josh talking about this as you know, as a young coach, it's you're in a weird position because sometimes you're younger than the players you might be coaching, or you're the same age as them. And you know, and he talked about. You just want to feel like the players know that you're giving them information to be successful and to put them in position to win. And I think to Evan's point, it, it doesn't feel like they feel like even if we execute what they're telling us to do, it's not gonna it's not gonna happen. What and and I also connected it on the show, which you know last week there a lot of on Paul's channels talk of you know a lot of this stuff that the players feeling like they need to take things in their own hands. That play felt like. We need to take things in our own hands. I don't know if, it, if I'm going to directly a, collect those The guy those that two. emails me all the time, he calls them the insurrectionists. Yeah. And they just went rogue and did it all on their own. I, like, I, I don't know. I don't know if it was that plan out, but it, I yeah, think I don't it's overall it was, the mindset of the team yeah. is that I need to do something right now because we don't have a plan that Well, that's that works. what Jacoby said. He said, I, need, I, I was trying to be a hero. Hero ball. Yeah. 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 I, felt, I felt for them because I, I, I do think those two in particular, um, Stevenson and Myers, I'm not telling you you can question anybody you know, in terms of effort or whatever, but those would be number oh my fifty-two and fifty-three no. on, oh, yeah. on my list of the two best players questioning, on the their, questioning their their mindset, their effort, their preparation, broken tackles, their playing through injuries. Yeah, I mean, I mean both guys the, playing. Yeah, through the injuries. fact that Stevenson practiced, I think, once and didn't start, so they obviously felt like concerned enough going into the game that they were like, maybe we don't have to get. And then he yeah. puts forth a career high. Yeah. I mean, it's just unfortunate that the game ends the way it does because those two guys should have been yeah. the least of your worries. I just think it's so telling that hero ball is the exact opposite of do your job ball, right? Like, exactly. I mean, it's just it's it's exactly what they're not looking for. Yeah, they weren't desperate. That's those are desperation plays, and they weren't desperate <laughs> when you're losing, <laughs> right? When you're losing, right? <laughs> That's why, like, I, I you know, I, I think I said it off the air before we started. I like, I just. Is there even like an inkling of a possibility, like point one percent chance that maybe someone lost the situation? I think you said it to me when we were walking out did at the end of the show, that, yeah, and I was like, did, did, "They were tied, Paul." I know, I know, and I said, "Do you think that they thought they were losing?" That's what I thought. I know what the score was, but do you think that maybe like when Stevenson flips it to Myers in that split second where Myers reacts and gets oh, the yeah. ball, and he's like. Well, he just flipped it to me. I guess right. we're doing this. We, we got <laughs> right. to try to yeah, score. Are we doing I this? Know. We're I doing this? That's, okay. That's All what right. I keep saying. Right. We're doing it. Let's go. And I'm not trying to excuse them because obviously right. if they did think they were losing, that doesn't make it any yeah. better. It doesn't. Yeah. It makes it worse. Th there's, there's been a lot of silly and unfortunate stuff coming out, but my favorite was, you know, they always put those little dot diagrams out of certain plays. Yeah. And somebody altered it to be like, this is what Jacoby Myers thought would happen. And they did it like the ball going back to Mac and then Mac like outrunning all 21 other guys on the field up the left sideline. That's the, tr the true <laughs> lunacy of the play. Like, that's what they thought was going to happen. Is if it worked exactly the way you wanted to, then what? <laughs> right. Then you probably get your quarterback hurt. Right. <laughs> and then, probably and to Evan's point, Evan said, you know, if they were designing something, like you'd think, we're throwing it back to Marcus Jones. Like, oh, that makes sense. Like, yeah. you know, like that would have made sense. But yeah. still would have been dumb. And then, <laughs> oh, still would have been very dumb. But we're going to do a draw. Say, okay, I see yeah. what they were trying to do. <laughs> like, what, what lateral play starts with a draw? <laughs> you know, like. And then on top of it all, <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> he didn't think the quarterback could throw it far. Oh, yeah. Sorry, that was, oh, we're getting that off the rails. We're getting off the rails. You know, like we said, what makes it just so much worse is the situation. The, yeah. the Patriots could have been 8-6. and six. They could have, you know, been in really, really good shape for the playoffs. And now they're out. You know, if the season ended today, they, they'd be out of the playoffs. And yeah. it was just a huge opportunity loss. You know, we said, you know, with the schedule the way it is, 
this is a game you got to win. This yep. is a winnable game. They had it. They yeah. had it. I mean, it's it's. I mean, I think Paul and I are saying it's one of the only games you felt like they they pissed away. That was yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the first game that I think would go into the category of they should have won that yeah. game. Yeah. Like, you could have won other. You could have won Minnesota, but this is a game you should have won. You had yeah. a seven point lead with. Thirty ten. seconds yeah. left in the game, you should win. I mean, they got the first. I mean, they both the defense and the offense had chances to close the game out with a win. You always talk about they never got the ball back with a, with a lead. Well, you know they did. They had the ball with the they lead. Had the in ball this with game. the lead. They had a chance to get a stop. That was another one. Like that, this is another reason why like I can't get on board with the, the improvement offensively. Like that was a horrific oh. series too. That doesn't no. even get talked about. It, it was because of what happened. The third after and that. ten what? naked bootleg call <laughs> was that's the, that quite w- honestly a. Yeah. I don't even have the words. People for would it. be talking about that if it wasn't oh, yeah. for that. Well, right. somebody, the somebody who isn't even like doesn't barely knows whether the football is stuffed or puffed said, "Why are they calling a play that would get our quarterback hurt?" <laughs> I mean, the person was exactly yeah. right. Like, other than it was just a bad play, like why? I, yeah, you, I don't even. Yeah, you know, not that I don't care about the quarterback getting hurt. Uh, yeah, but I, that's the least of my issues. So with the, play. the ball's <laughs> on the left hash. Okay, and. So there is, there is reason. Like if you have Justin Fields at quarterback, you that could works. say, oh, oh, okay, a four-three guy, right? This works, <laughs> right? But the problem was, is because the ball was on the left hash, they were running it to Max Crosby's side. Max Crosby is one of the smartest players in the league. You're and, not going to fool him. Oh, and by the way, you fooled him. But you don't have, to your (laughs) point, you don't have Justin Fields. (laughs) If that was Justin Fields and everything unfolded exactly the same, now obviously everything changes. The defense is playing that. They're not thinking any way, shape, or form they're going to run a naked bootleg here. If it was, see if we could fool them. If it was third and three, Crosby comes crashing in, turns, and chased him down. Yeah. Yeah. Because to Evan's point, it's Mac Jones. Right. Right. No disrespect to Mac Jones. That's not his skill set. No, if that was Justin Fields or another mobile quarterback, he probably gets the edge and gets the first down. Yeah. I and, it's, and it's a different play call. And I also could have seen it, first of all, if it was third and three yes. instead of third and ten. And and I'll, I would also could have seen it if the ball is on the right hash and you're running it to Chandler Jones' side because he is somebody that just comes downhill. Un- but Jones would have chased him down too. Maybe. Even if he got, even if he got fooled. I, I just – which he would have running that play from that down in distance towards their best player on defense is just I I don't know what how they thought that that was going to have any sort of success and then you put you you know you you it's eleven yards right and now you bring the sideline into it so let, let's say for argument's sake he gets upfield and he's able to get like six or seven yards now he's looking at the first down stick he's like I can get it. But if I get it and I go for the pylon and I miss and I'm short, now I'm out of bounds, mm-hmm. which compounds the fact that I didn't get the first down. Like there was not that was a horrifically bad play call. Should Bill talk about it too afterwards? It almost sounded like you thought they were going to get him with it. I, mean, I think when there was the, the post, and I'm telling like, you, I think they quote unquote did get him with it. It doesn't matter when your quarterback is not known for his mobility. There was definitely a second there where. If it was Justin Fields, absolutely. Would, That's why I said and if everything sure. unfolded exactly the same for you name the mobile quarterback, it's a first down. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, Patrick Mahomes, they all get a first down if the play is defended the same way. That's a big if because obviously with those mobile quarterbacks, that's more in the defense's mindset. Yeah. going into the right, play. disciplined. Right, you wouldn't let that. But I think that this goes back they were 2 for 13 on third down. Yep. And I think this goes back to a lot of the other conversations that we – they don't even try sometimes on third down. 
No. Th- they don't even try. The one before the block punt. Right. The little dump off to Hunter Henry over the middle where it got, you know, right. if it's, like five guys tackled him. If it's third and eight and longer, there's a 75% chance that they're going to just give up. No, you know what, Evan, what play they run? It's the one where the other two wide receivers on the left get ready to block, and then you get the a little crosser, off. and you try to hit him on the crosser right. and assume these guys are going to block, right. and they, he always gets tackled the, like right after he catches the ball. The little downfield like screen that's yep. worked once yep. against the Jets the first time they played the Jets in the Meadowlands. It worked one time because they hadn't run it yet all year, and, and now it's been on tape, and so teams just know it's coming. Kendrick Bourne, they ran it with Kendrick Bourne earlier in the game, and he dropped the he pass. Dropped it. Yeah. But, it was but that line. wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, no. I know the play you're talking about. They had one. And it's funny. They had two third down conversions and one of them was like a third and 11 to Tyquan Thornton it was yeah. the only pass was, play of the, the game second drive of the game it's the only yeah. pass play of the game that I looked and I said that's a Patriot that's offense that's <laughs> NFL offense he dropped back to Fred's point had a lot of time to throw on third and 11 give the line some some credit he looked here comes the in cut bang he puts it right on him first down yeah that's like even like the Jacoby Myers play for 40 yards that was a coverage bust he was uncovered He's, like they uncovered him twice on the same play, it, 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 he missed it earlier on in the game, and they were but they were they were showing zero blitz and then falling out of it, and so they just sent Jacoby up the shoot instantly, and by by they weren't falling into it quickly enough the coverage, so they he missed him earlier on in the game, he overthrew it, and then they hit him the second time. But I don't, I mean, I I, I get it. Some you know every team is going to have their plays, but I don't know why you can run a play that looks so normal. Yeah. Remember, Mike, you and I talked about it for like five minutes on that play. It was early in the game. It was like the second drive. Adam. Third, like, I was like, wow. We just dropped. Remember, Hardy goes, you know, it's not like he had a great amount of time. He had a normal <laughs> amount of time for normal yeah, offense. Right. It was like everything looked right on that but play. We're not, we are not but they watching. Just can't, they we're just not can't watching do it. a normal Do you know offense, how he so. had enough time? They, they, I assume they kept a, a – They chipped the ends. Yeah, they kept oh, a couple yeah. guys yeah. in. I, and I thought that they did that on um, – you, you, yeah, I know you watch this, so you can correct me on the last drive, like the thirty-two seconds. That look, were they keeping Henry in? Like in they were chipping, chip, they were chipping Crosby the entire game. Yeah, like which was I'm the sorry, right thing to we, do. We, I'm not saying it. No, it, for the for the bulk of the game, sure. Yeah. But with thirty-two seconds left, if I can just complete two passes, I can at least take a shot here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like, I thought Connor McDermott actually, all things considered, seeing that he's a backup tackle who was just on J- the Jets practice squad a month ago, he actually held up pretty well against Max Crosby, and he a- he had a, I would say four or five true one on ones against Max Crosby, and I would say it was like a fifty fifty split, which for a backup tackle against one of the best passers in the league is not bad. Yeah, those guys didn't wreck the game for sure. They no. had I thought they had some occasional pressure, but they dealt with yeah. it really well and. You know, I think he got hit a couple of times as he was throwing that affected throws. Yeah, but not, yeah. but not I mean, a it's, ton. It's the NFL. It just, I mean, this probably goes without saying, but it just feels like NFL defenses have seen everything the Patriots have done this season, and they are completely know what they're trying to do, and they're completely ready for it. And the Patriots don't have the creativity to move off of that stuff and to build off of what was successful to do something different. Instead, they just keep doing what was once successful, thinking it was going to be successful again. I feel like you hit a play that's successful, you got to move on right away. You're not going to be successful with that again. you got to you know, continue to evolve. It just feels like they're stuck in I, I just wonder how close they are to the record of least amount of offensive touchdowns scored in a season. Like, I mean, they can't be far from that, <laughs> right? I mean, I've seen a lot of the comparisons of, like, the Patriots have this many offensive touchdowns this year. You know, this guy has this many. You know, right. like, compared to like one how many, player. How many, how many touchdowns has Mack thrown for? I think seven. seven touchdowns, eight interceptions. Can you believe that? An NFL quarterback, seven touchdowns, no, especially and we're when, in week 15? Especially when the backup has five. <laughs> 
Oh, you, you oh. know that that's that's not a normal NFL offense. No, uh, you know. No, and any I, way you cut it, they score one touchdown every game. Yeah. Well, that's because one. they have one drive where they actually script it up pretty well. But that the problem is that's the, that's it. Or or Ramondre just carries six guys. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I would say that one touchdown drive involved a thirty-nine yard completion, and, as Evan said, on a on a bust, yeah. and then a thirty-four yard touchdown run. That was the touchdown. Boom, boom. We got it was a three play drive. It's just every week I, there is one thing that they do that I'm like, okay, that was that was good job, all right? Like good, like the good job, right? There's one thing every week, but then it it's one thing, and it's there's never two and three. It's always you know it's like the Bills game with the Marcus Jones touchdown. That was their one thing. Yeah, was that we're going to use Marcus Jones on offense this week, and then the, the rest of the game was. Were you, in, were you intrigued a little bit with some of the Pierre Strong usage? It felt like they were dabbling a little bit with maybe trying to get him throwing the ball. But the that's the thing. A little that bit, that was their one thing in this game, and they did it like two or three times, and they stopped doing it. And Pierre Strong, I said it after uh, he, I think it was like a 19, 18-yard run that he had in the game, and uh, he, poor Duran Harmon just got his ankles broken, oh. and uh, he tripped yeah. him. I <laughs> should have been a penalty. But anyways, they he, he I said it uh, during the game. I was like – this is a guy that can create with the ball in his hands. Like, get this dude the football. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. And then I don't think he played the rest of the game. <laughs> they went full Ramondre. Tripping and intentional grounding, the two uh, least, uh, most missed penalty calls. They yeah, never he, get called, and it happens all the time. Well, because he broke his ankles, and as Deron Harmon was going down, he st- stuck his leg out and tripped him. Hmm. Do. All right, 855-PATS-500 is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web radio at patriots.com is the email address. Uh, let's go to the phone, see what people have to say. I, I, oh dare, I dare say it won't be good. But anyway, Dan's in Maryland. What's up, Dan? Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Hey, Tyler. Um, I want to applaud you guys for, for all the work after the game. I learned it's pretty hard, you know, react and write a game after like that. Um, but all you guys put out good articles, so thank well, you. thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you. I just, I find it unbelievable how it keeps happening. You know, the delay of games on the offense, the penalties, the punt, the punt thing when no one was looking, and it's 15 weeks in the season, and I just don't know how to they fix that. Coaching, I, I don't know. And the last thing is, um, how many players do you think get a spot next season? Like, regardless of the contract, how many guys do you think have earned a spot on this team next season? Okay. I'll take it off. All right, thanks. Thank you. Well, I mean, certainly I, I hope they keep Myers. You know, Stevenson has earned a spot. David Andrews isn't going anywhere. Mm. Uh, well, um, you know, um, I haven't heard anyone. I think Aquali's been good. I think Judon stays, obviously. I mean, there's an, I think there's a there's stuff to build on here. If yeah. someone gave there, you a first-round pick, would you trade him for Judon? First-round pick, yeah. At this point, yeah. I yeah. think so. They won't. I don't think they get no. a first round pick for him, but I would. I would trade. Yeah, I they, trade they might, but they won't. Yeah, I mean, I think. But they, I think. Th- I think there's plenty of players in the team that I could are are good players, and you can build with. I think know? there's some players, and I think you know the rookie Marcus Jones is is a big part of that. I I just think they're lacking in the places where they really need it the most sure. right now, which is, you know, receiver and, you know, a, a tight end that can change the game a little bit, maybe linebacker. But, I mean, I think there are pieces on defense. And, you know, you put a couple good pieces in there and reinforce a couple spots, maybe cornerback. And, you know, I think they'll be okay on defense with, you know, some of the pieces they have. They certainly need more. But I think when you look at what's coming back, they're not in terrible shape there. But I just – I don't know how much it matters until you get 
a functional offense and players that right. can execute that functional offense. I mean, that's the thing. It's it's not complimentary offense. Well, as you said, the, the hope they're giving all. each other hope. I they're mean, do not. you think that the, the offense is giving the defense any hope at this time of year? I mean, it's just it seems like it's it's the defense is like, man, we got five straight stops. We gave you a touchdown, like, and we still have to get the final stop. Like, there's you know, they have to do it by themselves. Like. And I don't. I mean, I don't know if they're going to win one of these last three games, but if they do, it's probably going to be because the defense or the special teams step up and make either a game. You know, it has to be like a game making play and then a game ceiling play. They're probably going to have to do both. I, I hate to say it, but like I have gotten to the point where if they beat anybody of any substance, to me, it's going to involve the other team just not showing. Like, I I have no like the Raiders. Base the Raiders stink. They stink. They should have blown their fifth fifth double digit lead at half. Right? Yep. Hmm. They basically, that is what they are. It's not like no. you were the only ones to do it to them. That's what they do. Yeah. They stink. No, that I to am. me is, that's yeah. the Patriots' MO to win. Yep. Yeah, the other team pukes. If you look at some of the contracts, just to answer the question about like who might not be here, uh, there's an out in Trent Brown's contract, but he's really affordable for next year, so I still think that they probably keep him around. Uh, there's an out in Hunter Henry's contract, and... Johnny Smith, you're stuck with, yep. right? Contractually, you're stuck with him until next, uh, at least next off season. So maybe uh, they cut ties a, with Hunter. Could you Henry. do one of those post June first ones? And you know, I know it's a big cap. Here, you could maybe. eat some of the money that way, but I, I wonder if they look at it and say, you know, let's. Although I think Hunter Henry has been the better of the yeah. two guys, uh, allocating that much money to both guys at the tight end position is a lot of money. And that $10 million that you get from cutting Hunter Henry, while you still have a serviceable tight end on John John O. Smith on the roster, that might allow you to then use that extra $10 bucks to get a receiver that makes a bigger impact on the offense. I just look at Hunter Henry and Jacoby Myers' situations and just connect them directly to Mac, and not even on the field, just, you know, Mac, I mean, we heard what he said about Jacoby after the game, being one of his best friends. You know, like like how much a part of the plan this year is we got to keep Mac on the system, you know, and are you able to do that if you then let Jacoby walk, cut Hunter Henry, you know, like two of his I guys? I think you can if you it's, it's it, tough it, to I think balance. if you get him a real coach, I think that a lot of the yeah. frustrations for Mac will go away. Like if Bill O'Brien's here next year, then I don't think he's going to care about the person. Can, can we talk about that, too? I just Bill, why are we putting like I and I totally agree. I'm just saying I think everybody is just now. Save us, Bill O'Brien. You're the only hope. You're the only one who can do it, Bill O'Brien. Like, I just feel like we're putting all our chips on Bill O'Brien to save this team next year, and I'm not convinced he's going to come here for sure. So, you know, there's got to be some other options that they consider. Everybody just keeps going right to Bill O'Brien well, I mean, as the like name the people one know. Guy. Yeah. I, even regardless, it's just they're, they're yeah. putting so much on him to just make everything right again and, and, and bring it back to what it was. And, I mean, I don't even know even if Bill, Bill O'Brien does come here that – He's got that magic wand. Now, I love Bill O'Brien, and I think he'd be great with Mac. I think, like, his temperament with, like, dealing with this stuff would be a lot better. But I just – I don't want to put all all my eggs in that one basket of Bill O'Brien being the only guy that can come in here and fix it. Uh, Danielle's in Illinois. What's up, Danielle? Hey, guys. So if I can't call in tomorrow or Thursday, I just want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas. Oh, I'll thank you. you. Thank you. You too. Holiday. Yeah. Thank you. But um, you guys actually are just touching on why I called in. I was hoping somebody would say it on the postgame show. I think it's about like almost an hour in. They finally brought up Matt Patricia. Now, the few fans I find around here, we're all having kind of like the same issues. And we're not putting it all on Matt Patricia because clearly, like, we've got a lot offensively that is a lot of problems. 
But we're all just kind of like, oh, what if, you know, we still had Josh McDaniels or like you're talking about Bill O'Brien. And how would you guys feel? I know it's like hypothetical, but what do you think? Do you think our season would be, you think we would have a different standing, a um, little bit more wins if we had somebody else? I know it's hard because it's like who, you know, if we well, had somebody and they could be worse. I think it's, how I, do you guys feel? I think I think combination of someone else and a different attitude going into the spring, really. I mean, because remember, they they made this change to the offense. And from that point, through training camp, even when you're playing in shorts, this offense hasn't looked good. So to me, that's all wasted time. All this experimenting with all this other stuff was wasted time. So if you combine not doing that and someone else, I think this offense would be looking better. Yeah. Now, would it be? It's a low bar. It wouldn't be Kansas City or the bills but it would look better it would look more like an nfl offense which it doesn't look like right now yeah you know what it's hard this is such a low bar it's like well what what would happen if they were 18th on third down or 18th in red zone you know like an average offense. but that's the thing like we have to remember how bad it looked in training camp you know same thing even with cam the numbers with cam newton it didn't look it didn't look like that bad like cam looked bad like Oh, this is Cam. This is Cam bad. Yeah, I mean, if you like the, the numbers yeah. are strikingly yeah. similar yeah. to the year that Cam. Yeah, and, and <laughs> to Evan's point, why it's worse because you eliminate yeah. the Cam Newton exactly. rushing. Right, yeah. right. Because you, you don't even have that to that fall back a, on. That was a sad realization I came to in the last day or so. Was that this has been a worse offense? Offense. Yeah, I mean, and just like it was just like looking up some things. Like the Patriots have scored thirty touchdowns. The Raiders only have thirty-five. Like so, even like. The defense. Like, that's what the Raiders do. Well, that's, that's what everybody else that's did because to the Raiders. They don't play too. second half. If you just added first half touchdowns, the Raiders no, would probably No, but what I'm, what I'm yeah. saying is that's what the Raiders like they tried. They yeah. tried to keep you in it, like in the race. They <laughs> tried know. to hand you the game. I know. And you couldn't take it. Like that's the frustrating part about it is you well, just you took it and you, you gave just, it away. You just couldn't like they didn't even do anything to take it. <laughs> they just like it's so frustrating. I know I sound like a baby, but I think they're an 11-win team with Josh McDaniels. I think they're an 11-win team. Yeah. They went from 7th in scoring, 7th in red zone, 7th on third down, 7th across the board, to 17th, 32nd, and 29th. And the, I, 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 Those numbers are what they are. I, I, don't, Thanks, Daniel. I don't love like third down because I think 1st and 2nd down often contribute to 3rd down percentages. But typically speaking third down and red zone are schemed downs right like those are scheme situations where having good schemes uh being on the right on the same page execute like those are there's a reason why we isolate those two things and make a big deal out of the stats with those two things is because those are scheme situations and it's same thing on the defensive side of the football third down when you watch the patriots defense that's when they run their exotics right like that's when they get into their pressure package that's when they start to spin the dial in the back end the first and second stuff is your base offense. Third down is where you make your money as a coaching staff, and they're third. They're twenty ninth in the league on third down. They're, so that that tells you right there that they have nothing in the bag on third down. Nothing that takes anybody by surprise. Nothing that is different. Nothing. They have no variety. It's the same thing over and over again. And the Raiders, I, I mean, the Raiders were just dropping help defenders right into the passing lane windows. Like they just knew exactly where to you know, distribute their coverage because they knew exactly what play the Patriots are running. 
And that that to me is such a major difference between a, a coordinate well coordinated offense, and I'm not even getting into route spacing and details and uh, timing and all those other things that go into coordination and coaching as well. That is completely off with this offense. All right, we're gonna take a break, uh, but I just want to remind people that Christmas is on Sunday, but FedEx is ready. You know, for your last-minute ordering and delivering, FedEx is ready for the holidays. So have no fear. Uh, hit that second day or, for, or overnight, and FedEx will get it to you. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back on Patriots Unfiltered. Verizon, the network America relies on, and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes, oh no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx, and with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next for residential delivery only. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Center. Adams the lone split left. Carr with a play action fake. He's looking left. He's throwing it. He's down a little now for Adams who's open behind Jones. Can't make the catch. And Marcus reaches in at the last second. It helps to break up that pass. So one of the league's best, Daniel Carlson, 23 of 31. On to attempt a 49-yard field goal. He's made nine for 50-plus this year. He waits on the snap in place. Held by Cole. Kick airborne to the upright. And that kick is good. So again for Las Vegas, with an opportunity to surge in front by six, if not seven, the Raiders settle for three. Jones dropping back, looking left, throwing across the middle. Nice. Pass is going to be caught by Thornton. Thank and you. he makes the grab, brought down by Harmon. Coming across the middle, left to right, tackled at the Patriot 44. Eight seconds to go in the quarter. Jones stops the right foot, takes the snap. Final play of the first, a throw across the middle. It's caught. On the end cut by Johnny Smith. He takes a hit from Deron Harmon, but he's got a first down on a 13-yard reception. Who's this number 81? And he's getting excited. Jones takes the step, drops back two steps, throws the fade back corner leopard. Jacoby Myers makes the catch, sprawls across the sideline. Touchdown, Patriots! Nope, they got a Bill called a timeout. Wait a minute. Bell- yeah. Belichick called a timeout. New England called its first charge oh, wow. timeout of the half. Jones just lost it, too. 
Boy, we can't get our own way down here. And now the Patriots. It's a disaster. Red who zone. had the touchdown throw to Myers. If it wasn't, they called timeout just before the snap. Dysfunction. Deploy Nick Fulton for a field goal try. Looking to tie it up. Fulton from straight on. Inside the right hash. 24 yards away. Snap from Cardona to Pilardi. Kick airborne to the uprights is good. Shotgun snap. Card drifts back. Throws it down the middle. Wide open receiver. Easy touchdown oh. to Waller. All by his lonesome as he returns to the Raiders lineup and gives Las Vegas a 9-3 lead. From the 26th give to Stevenson. Big hole up the middle. Runs across the 35. Takes out a defender and barrels his way forward outside the 43. And Pilardi waits inside the 35 on the right half. It's not counting. What are we? And the ball gets away. It's going to be picked up by Peppers in the backfield. They weren't and set. he's going to be tackled at the 20. They weren't set. And he snapped it. You got guys turning around looking at the punter. What are we doing? Patriots with an enormous breakdown. Carr with both hands takes the step waist high. He stands in the pocket. He throws it low. Across the for Hollins. He makes a tumbling catch. It's a touchdown Raiders with four seconds to go in the half. All you got to do is drop back and throw anywhere Miles Bryant is. Find the matchup. You get it to 84. You get it to 10. Get beat off the jam. Could have got called for a hold on the last play. Boy, you just gave him seven. You just handed him seven on a silver platter. I'm going to say it, but like you, you say it during the break here. We, we need a gift on defense. Feels like this guy can give it to you. Raiders threw it early. They've gone more conservative with Carr overall. Nine for 17 as the game has gone on. Now the two tight ends to the right. A second and six. The quick throw to left. Oh. It's going to be kicked off. Anticipating Thunder. Walks in. Touchdown. Patriots. What did I just tell you? This guy who wears number four will give you one. And he just gifted you a pick. And six. Give to Stevens. It runs through the right side. He's got a big hole. He carries across the 15. Slips the hit across the 20. Yeah. on his feet before he dives across the 25. Out Ooh. to the 28-yard line. Cardona over the football to snap it to Pilardi. His right knee is down. He receives the snap. Folks sweeps the right leg. It's a line drive. Down the middle and it's good. Nick Folk had enough leg there from 47, and the Patriots draw within four. Snap is back to Carr. He drops back. He's being pressure from the blind side. Yeah! He's wrapped up, and Bentley takes him down. But it was Uche from the blind side. Continuing his late-season surge as a pass rusher who forced Carr to slide up in the pocket right in the grasp of Juwan Bentley. I'd yet to see him sit in there, take a hit, and deliver the ball. And here comes Nick Folk to attempt a 54-yard field goal. Folk is 3 for 4 this season from 50 plus, the longest of 2022 for 52 from the near half. Cardona snapped to Pilate. Folk's kick a line drive, headed to the upright, and the kick Whoa. is good! Wow! The shotgun snap to Mack. He looks down the middle. He fires down the middle. Yeah. Wide open. Jacoby Myers with a catch. Go. Started left. Weave back right. Hammer from behind. Yeah. Tackled inside the 35 at the 34. That a boy, Mack. It's a one point game. And Jones under center. A give to Stevenson. Runs it through the right side. Go. Bounces outside. Goodbye. To the 10. To the 5. End zone bound. Patriots take the lead. Touchdown. New England. Bang, bang. Two huge plays. 
39-yarder, and then the dagger with Stevenson on right tackle. The safety not even in play, and another ultimate collapse by the Las Vegas Raiders. The Patriots will go for two with their lead at 22-17. Four men motion to the right. Take break. QB draw. Jones takes the snap. He's going to throw a lob left for Myers. He's over. He's got it. Easy catch with a pitch from Jones for two. That might be the best play call of Matt Patricia this year. Ball on the near half, right Back half. Shotgun snap to Carr. A push coming from the right. Throws a long ball left. That ball to the end zone. It's going to be caught by Cole. That corner. No. Touchdown Las Vegas. Marcus Jones. Got to go to review. I don't think he did. It covers for the Patriots. The play will be reviewed. And here is. After reviewing the play, the ruling on the field stands as fold. That's it. Now on a third and ten, three seconds left. Jones will give it to Stevenson. He started right. He runs it up the middle. Hit by Chandler. Jones slips the head across the 45 with a stiff arm. Off a tackle of the 40. He lost the football. And Jacoby Myers picks it up. He circles back and he throws it across the field. Oh it's picked up by Chandler Jones. He breaks away to the 30. He runs to the 20. He runs to the 10. He runs to the end zone. Unreal. Touchdown. Come on. Good night. This might be one of the dumbest teams I've ever seen. And a victory for Las Vegas. Hey, Pat fans, I'm here to tell you all about NFL All Day. With NFL All Day, all your favorite Patriot highlights become digital video collectibles called Moments. Not only can you buy and sell them on a secure marketplace full of thousands of NFL fans, but you can also use them to compete in epic game day challenges. Check it out and find some moments from all your favorite Pats players on NFLAllDay.com. And I got to assume that that play from the other night will probably be a digital moment <laughs> at some point. Did we come up with a name for it yet? To forget. Um, I had fail. We don't come up for the name. I, I thought I had fail, the Raiders. Fail, fail lateral. Fail Mary. Fail lateral. That's I, the, I saw the someone send me job. fail Mary. Well, fail it's not Mary. A, well it wasn't a hail mary. No, I know, but it's it fail should, lateral. It should, the it should have, it should have been a hail the mary. fail mary is Seattle, right? Yeah. Yeah, from that that uh, ref scabs game a few years ago. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah the I remember. Fail mary. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, Fred had to duck out. Important business. We don't couldn't know exactly it, what it was. Couldn't take talking about this yeah. game anymore. I don't blame him. He pushed. He pushed the mic away and stormed off. So you're you're stuck with Deuce hosting here. Started mumbling things about how great the offense was and just just left. I didn't know what he was talking about. I was sitting there going. What's Fred talking about? I, well, I kept I feel waiting like the for Evan to say, no, 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 yeah, Fred's right. Fred. And when Evan didn't really defend Fred, I was like, okay, I must be right. Nope. I, I, was, I, I wasn't I was in the mood to, to get into it. But, yeah, I, uh, I, I just I, – it's been the same offense. It's been the same mistakes. It's been – I wanted to, though, I wanted just to do this to Evan. Uh, Evan, how about that sequence, though, when they got down to the, to the two-yard line? Why did you want to do that to me? Just because of that look on your face that I just wanted to see and have you okay, so get angry and walk us through. That's uh, a far bigger problem. That sequence is a far bigger problem that's, than that's, the last play of the that's game. That's why I bring it up. I don't want to break down like the actual X's and O's of what they called. It's no. what they didn't call to me. The fact what, that a this, handoff? this team will uh, first and goal from the two-yard line get the quarterback under center – and run the damn ball into the end zone. Like, I, I don't understand this. I don't even care if you want. I, I would do that. I agree. 
Just run the ball. I don't care. If you want to do it out of shotgun, you no. take that. I, I, They've I tried care. doing it out There's of shotgun. There's no way and get stuffed every Stevenson's time. not getting into the end zone if you give it to him three times. So they they ran it from the gun on, on first or second down. I, I, I can't remember off first. the top of my head. First down, and they he got almost got, Mac Jones thought he was in. Well, Mac Jones does that on every handoff inside <laughs> the five, but <laughs> But you understand what I'm like. He mm-hmm. gained he gained a yard at least. He got inside the one. Yeah, just do the same play. They're not okay. stop. They were not stopping. So him. what what's what's surprising to me, and it goes back to uh, a few. This is now more than a few years ago. But I remember after that Denver game in the playoffs um, when Von Miller and Demarcus Ware just destroyed Brady and they lost. Yeah. I think it's 2015 season, and uh, Dante Scarnecchia after the game said something along the lines of. If you can't get – because there was a play in the game where they, if they had picked up a first down, I think they, they would have been in good shape or would have won or whatever. If you can't pick up two yards running the football – then you're no you're no good as an offense. Like if you can't if you can't just turn and pick up two yards on the ground, then then you're in trouble. And it, it comes back to also the the lack of a fullback on this team. So you don't have a, a fullback on the roster. Fine, put an extra offensive lineman on the field. Convert one of the defensive guys like you used to do with Vrabel and Seymour back in the day to. It's okay. Rip, rip up Seymour's knee doing it. <laughs> right. Just to just on the goal line in short yardage. I'm not asking yeah. you to do that as like the Landon Roberts thing from a few years ago. But the fact that they insist on spreading the field from inside the two-yard line and they don't just put Mac under center and turn it over to your best offensive player in Ramondre Stevenson and pound the football into the end zone is how you get all of this disorganization because now you're trying to run passing concepts from in tight and it's the space is not there and you're trying to get it all buttoned up and it's a mess like just run the damn ball how bad did mac miss Jonu on that one like what what happened there because he i mean he had Jonu smith in the back okay of the end so zone and missed him by a not mile. to completely excuse mac i, I think johnny smith stopped the route to be honest with you he stumbled. Like that's, as he is want to do. Everything involving him never looks right. You know how I said like that play to Tyquan Thornton on the third. That was the only play that I thought looked right. Yeah, that's a play. That just like I, I agree with Evan. Like it didn't look like he did what he was supposed to do, or was where the he was, was exactly terrible. supposed to be. It's so weird to see an NFL player that I would say is not a great athlete, but is like oh, he's a, a tremendous end. athlete. <laughs> you know he's I mean? just not smooth. It doesn't <laughs> make any sense. Is? I guess that's the line. Um, I will say this. Is it possible that everything that, you know, timing-wise just got thrown off by the bump? Because I, I was actually surprised. He, I was surprised yeah. he didn't get called for interference on that play. Yeah. Because he trucked a guy. Yeah. That that That's the way that I saw it was that it was more of like a timing route thing than all these people posting it and being like, oh, Mac Jones missed a wide-open no, receiver. I agree with you. I don't think it, it was, was more to it than that. Yeah. and But the one thing I will say about Mac is I, he's not – like you, you go thirteen for 20, 31 or whatever the hell it was, which is his a career low, I believe, in completion rate in the game. And this was the fewest yards you threw. He threw in a game outside of the Buffalo win game, hundred and twelve. So second fewest in his career in a game. So this was, and he had sixty with like five minutes left in the game. So this was a very bad statistical game for the quarterback as well. I, I would say that the the number one thing that I, I see with Mac on this film is not necessarily like I felt like, oh, he missed set, you know 10 open receivers. Like he's looking in the wrong places. Uh, where is he going here? Where is he going there? Uh, mechanically, he's broken. Yeah. 
they, they've broken him mechanically, and I think it stems from the pressure and then the timing of the whole offense being off as well. Yeah. But he's not throwing from a good base, so his feet are really close apart. And when you do that, uh, you don't come through the football the way that you should. So his front shoulder is flying open. His feet are like basically on top of each other, and he's kind of just shot putting it at this point. And that's why you're seeing the ball sail on him a lot, like those two outs on towards the sideline sailed it. He sailed the one up the seam. The to first Jacoby couple Myers. Ones, the first couple passes. Yeah, of the game, you mean? yeah. Sailed those that two. One those too. two outs were like horrifically bad. Yeah, it's all mechanically. He is totally and completely broken. Yeah, I agree with you about the pressure too, and and I. I'm going to be like Evan here. I'm going to sound like an apologist and not really mean to be, mm-hmm. but I wonder even on that play to Smith in the end zone, like there's a might, little bit of pressure. You might you might say that like well, there's a little timing issue because he gets clogged up, and maybe Mac just said, "I can't afford to give him another split second here because I won't have that time." Well, Max Crosby was beating Connor McDermott, you know, and maybe he <laughs> looks at it that was like I just gotta I gotta I gotta throw it yeah. a little bit before I want to. I'm going to err on the side of caution. So if the worst thing that happens is what happens, you know, we live to fight another day. You know, I'm going to throw it a little bit too far to the outside so it can't get intercepted, which is why I thought the decision on the slant to Aguilar was really bad because that play could have resulted in a similar Malcolm Butler thing. Right. Thornton off on that one. Did you write that? I think you wrote that. Which one? Thornton off on the the quick slant to Aguilar at the goal line. Was that? No, I think Thornton was involved in this. No. I, the yeah, way that I saw that been... one was that he threw it first window, right? So like on a sl- like it's slant yeah. flat, right? And then you have the first window, and then your uh, the second window is once he clears the flat route, and he threw it first window, and he threw a freaking rocket right at Nelson Aguilar's face. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I thought that coverage on that play was yeah, good. Yeah, I thought twenty one Robertson, I think was. On I the just don't think that, that Nelson Aguilar was really ready for the ball. The rocket shot. And uh, but I think the. The main thing with Mac that I that I see is is mechanical, uh, which is that you know, like I was saying, he, his base he's not throwing from a good base, and everything for quarterback starts with your feet, right? Like it's feet, hips, shoulders, eyes. Like those are the 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 sort of checkpoints that you have to have, and his feet are totally uh, off because he's not trusting that he can step up into the pocket and really have that weight transfer, and, and because of that, all of his throws are going high. I got uh, got the phone stacked up. I got one more question for you, though, Evan, before yeah. uh, because you were there, um, and it's hard to see on the TV with the Mac kind of post snap, getting frustrated, pumping the side. I did which, you get any impression? <laughs> what was your impression of that in the building of of his kind of just uh, emoting? I guess because I know Bedard was all over it. I, I mean, I saw a couple things, but I I'm, was, I'm up and down, so I didn't see enough. But but what was your impression? of I that? I thought it was worse in Arizona. Yes. I, I thought agree. it was worse in Arizona than it was with the Raiders. But I got to be honest with you, a lot of that type of stuff you actually see more of it on TV because they get the camera on them, mm. right? Whereas when you're at the game, you're just kind of taking notes and doing, you know, yeah. kind of no, getting ready right. for yeah. the next and you're, play. And, like, generally, Mike, you're writing. So, like, yeah, that's, why that's why I think I miss, you miss a lot like of in-between play stuff. Yep. And that's when totally. that happens. Yep. And Vilmer actually talked about it a little bit. Like, he was still upset when he went over for the timeout after they, the touchdown that got taken away to Myers. And now that that's not helping now. Okay, I get it. You're mad. You're frustrated. You know, split second. But now you're over on the sideline and you're going over ostensibly what you're going to be doing, and you're still ranting a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Settle down. Move figure on. Figure out. Then you go back out in the fourth down. You're demonstratively waving the the field goal team off to, which is something that almost every quarterback does. All right. You ever met a quarterback that doesn't want to go for it on right. fourth down? 
No problem. Or an offensive coordinator. Right. No yeah. problem Sorry, with not, that. Not here. But <laughs> no problem with wanting to go for it on fourth down and showing right. the sideline. No, no, no. We got this. Yeah. Then they have to call timeout, and it's again like, personnel down in the field. Well, then you go out there and you're all jacked up, and then you call for the snap before the the guy is set. Yeah, right. I, like, I I have to say that with the Mac outburst. First of all, from a big picture standpoint, I totally understand why he's frustrated because this is me his, too. This is his me career too. that's going down the tubes. Right. It's mm-hmm. it's his career. He's the one that we're saying was 13 for 31. Yep. He's the one that looks bad on film. Like I totally understand it, but I. I wonder at what point, and and Bill is a very stoic sideline guy. For the, he gets pissed off at the refs. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. for the most part, he's a very stoic guy. But I wonder at what point he has like a Bill O'Brien moment with Mac during the game. Couldn't agree more. And be like, I'm Mac, wait, I'm don't we all it. want that? Shut I'm the heck up it. and play. Like you know what I mean? Like, I almost just, want Bill O'Brien to come back more for that than even doing uh, the offense. I can't like, just go put it again. Just Brady. go put Mac in his place. Right, and just sort of <laughs> tell him like. Settle the F down. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because this go in college, they used to call him McEnroe, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nick yeah. Saban used to call him McEnroe. Mm-hmm. So this is in him, right? This this kind of teapot, like they used to call Bill O'Brien. Yep. Uh, this is in him. And, and they ha- I think the only way is to your point about Bill O'Brien is like the only way to combat it is to, is to fight fire <laughs> with fire. Like Matt Patricia just being like, oh, sorry, man. <laughs> like that's not going to do it. Like you have to get in his face and be like, you know, we got this. Shut the hell up. All right, let's uh, let's jump over to the phones. We got uh, Ben from Pittsfield's been hanging on for a while. Hey, Ben, uh, thanks for calling in. Ben, good job, Hardy. Ben, are you there? He did. He was holding for a while, so my apologies, Ben. Call back uh, if you can. Let's go up to Rashad in Baltimore. Hey, Rashad, what's going on? Hey, what's up? What's up? Um, I I have to say, all right. So as I was watching the game, as it got to halftime. It was 13-3, and then I thought of what Mike said. Mike was like, you know, the Raiders, they usually have a lead, and then they give it up. He was like, that's where we want them. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, we got him right where we want them. So, you know, we get the pick. Now I'm going to just fast forward to the two-minute drive. That that drive that the Patriots had, like, before the Raiders got the ball, I'm like, really? This is, this is the three plays that we have, and we took up no time, no time? Like, I know, I, I like the the, the uh, Jacoby toss back, like that was dumb. Like it was that was that was the that was the dumbest play I've ever seen. But that two minute drive, that was brutal. That was brutal. It was brutal. Drive to nowhere. Yeah. Thanks for shot. Appreciate it. Um, yeah. Still, still feeling it. Um, do you think that this game's going to carry over? Do you think that this yes. is going to linger? I mean, is this? Are you think, I mean, are they are they done? Well, I think they're done because of the opponents they play. But that's. But do you think it? How I mean, I guess the question is: like I is expect how much to, fight are they going to have left in them against three teams that are all jockeying for playoff position that need wins and that certainly have no love lost for the Patriots and would like nothing more than to you know come in here beat the Patriots yeah. again. I mean, I, I could make an argument on both sides for that. Like, if I were Buffalo, <laughs> I'd rather have the Patriots in the playoffs than the alternatives. Oh, sure. Right? I mean, this is a team that they've handled. And, you know, they have their hands full with Miami. They have their hands full with the Jets every time they play them. KC. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would much rather, if, if I had if I had my choice to be kingmaker, and I'm Sean McDermott that last game, now obviously you're going to take care of yourself. If you need that win to clinch the number one yeah, seed, for sure. you're going to win the game. You're going to try to win the game. 
But if I have a, you know, let's say they lose, let's say that Buffalo loses at Cincinnati next week, and Kansas City has three three games that they really should win. So now you're a game behind, and maybe Buffalo looks at it and says, "Well, I'm going to be the two seed. Who's going to be seven? Would I rather play Miami <laughs> or the Patriots?" Or Jacksonville or Herbert and the Chargers. Well, Jacksonville, I think if Jacksonville makes the playoffs, they're going to have to be the division winner. They're sure. going to overtake Tennessee, right. I think. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm sure there's a mathematical chance that they have of making a wild card. But And, and I, I, I say it only half in jest because I think that Buffalo will try to win their games. I, th- I don't think they'll be rolling over in that last game because I really don't see a scenario that they don't need to win the game. Yeah. You know, because I don't think Kansas City is going to lose, and I think Buffalo is going to win enough. They're going to win at least one game. I think they could lose at Cincinnati in two weeks. Did that, ever, did that ever really happen for the Patriots? I mean, there were so many times where they were like having to decide if they wanted to play starters at the end of oh, the season. Yeah. Things were already clinched. Yeah. Like, did they it, specifically chose? Evan a, might remember this because this is going to be the height of like your like sort of childhood fandom. <laughs> the year that they lost on purpose to Miami so they could play Jacksonville in the wild card game. I, I think it was 06, too. 05, 06, somewhere in that. They, <laughs> it, they complete, it was the game that they made Matt Castle airmail the two-point conversion. Right. So they wouldn't tie the game at the end against Miami in a meaningless last game, but that was because they wanted to play Jacksonville in the wild card. Yeah, I was at that game. I think McGinnis broke the sack record. Jacksonville, and uh, it was so cold that we were, right. we were all drinking hot chocolate, and I was probably like 12 or 13. <laughs> Jesus. And what my you uncle, have in that hot chocolate? my <laughs> uncle who was hammered, <laughs> oh, no. handed me the schnapps hot chocolate <laughs> instead of the real hot chocolate. They got young the Evan drunk. hot chocolate. Oh no! And I took a sip of it, and uh, my sister was with me at the game, and I turned to her and I was like, "Jax, this doesn't taste right." <laughs> It had alcohol in it. It's awesome. (laughs) 12 or 13. Did you keep it? You didn't say anything? I tried. (laughs) I was still too young at that point to to even want to do that. I was was a dweeb. I I don't really see a ton of examples where, like, you can just openly physically see a team is not trying to win. And I don't think that that we'll see that. I think the Patriots will go into these games. They're going to put a game plan together, and they're going to do their best. I think if they fall behind – you're not going to necessarily see a balls-to-the-wall comeback attempt. There are going to be right. some business decisions being made. Like, when they played at Buffalo in the playoff game last year, you go back and watch the second half. I can show, I can, I could circle four or five different individuals, and they're not all players that are gone, by the way. I know everybody likes to say J.C. Jackson mm-hmm. made business choices. He did, absolutely. He quit in the second half of that game. He wasn't alone. That's what happens. When you no longer think you have a chance, and now you don't have a chance in this game, Let's make sure. I, let's make sure I don't have any off-season uh, surgeries to worry right. about. You know, <laughs> it gets. Uh, well, it is an interesting question to ponder. Uh, a Bills team trying to lose against the Patriots offense, trying to move the ball. What would Ooh. happen? The, the we don't know. Force me to <laughs> well, and, that, that, and that's the other thing. And <laughs> We're I don't, trying to let you win, <laughs> you idiots. <laughs> it, it's the other thing about the whole. You know, how was the offense? I don't mean to pick on Fred now that he's not here to argue with me. Um, but you did face the thirty-second ranked defense back-to-back weeks. 31st, 32nd, whatever, you know, whatever category you want to go in, Arizona, and it didn't look any better. Nope. Nope. You scored one touchdown again. Like, it's – I'm sorry, like, who you play counts. You know, like, you face the worst red zone defense in football. <laughs> Do you know the Raiders – I don't know if you noticed this, ever was a TV thing. That's the first time that they did not allow a touchdown this year when in faced with a goal-to-go situation. I, I saw a tweet of it. Yeah. Never not once did they not allow a touchdown. Never not once. Never not once. Oh, and they did allow two touchdowns, actually, but the Patriots just wiped them out on their own. Right. Just, 
You're welcome, Raiders. Uh, <laughs> let's go back to the phone. Steve in Vermont. Hey, Steve, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for calling in. Uh, thanks. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. I uh, wanted to say you guys do an awesome job. I appreciate listening to you every week. Um, felt like I had to call in today because we are at the absolute worst I've seen in the uh, history of being a fan. I've been watching every game since 92, every game of the Bledsoe and Brady era, and uh, where our coaching staff has gotten to at this point is just terrible. It's, uh, um, you know, we've had worse results, but this is the worst coaching performance I've seen uh, from this team in all my years as a fan, um, especially on the offensive side. Um, they just can't do anything right. Um, I did have a question uh, for Evan. Evan, uh on Catch-22, you guys are talking about a uh, offensive formation that they used where they had uh, Pierre Strong, uh, Jack Jones, Tyquan Thornton, and um, Nelson Aguilar with Jonu Smith on the field to get the most speed that they could. Um, I might be mistaken, but I think they started the game uh, this week with that formation. I wanted to ask if you had seen anything, um, knew that they had involved in that formation, and if uh, – um, you thought there was any positive uh, plays that came from that formation. Yeah, thanks for the call, Steve. I, I think you meant Marcus Jones. There are a lot of Joneses. I totally understand the, yeah. the confusion. Uh, but thanks, uh, Steve. they did not run that formation or that grouping nearly as much as they had against Arizona. And this was my biggest fear um, with Jacoby and potentially Devontae Parker coming back. I know everybody was all up in arms about all the screens against Arizona. And I actually wrote an after further review that I didn't really mind it because I liked where they were headed with it. Right. I thought that they could build some stuff off of it and uh, make it a little bit more creative and more explosive as they went. And my bi a big problem that I have with this game plan this week is that they didn't do any of it. Right. Like, and this is, I think sometimes that I, I think that they get the and, and I wrote this at the time and I said don't get caught up in the game plan stuff right you're not good enough right now to change week to week based off of opponent and game plan like you used to do with Brady you're not a conversation Mike and I had on the way out of the game the other night independent Paul saying similar things to me you're not good enough to morph week to week into the best offense defensively sure if you want to run more man than zone one week zone than man blitz less more whatever yeah totally go go crazy with the game plan but for this offense right now uh, they need to find like a core set of plays that they can execute consistently that puts guys in a position to succeed that gets some of their playmakers some opportunities and just stick with it and i thought this week all of a sudden now they're they're trying to run downfield concepts again whereas last week everything was short now everything's down the field now that next week it's yeah. going to be short again it's like this is all over the place and if they had played the same offense that they did against Arizona, then I don't think you go 13 for 20, 31 because you're throwing the ball five yards. So no. you're going to complete more of the passes. Well, that to me was what was striking about the 13 for 31 is like their offense isn't, you know, they should built be built to complete passes. Right. I mean, <laughs> they don't throw a ton of, yeah. you know, they, they threw a handful in this game for sure. Um, and Evan talked about some of the misses. Um, but yeah, you shouldn't, you shouldn't expect to to have that with with the amount of short stuff that they throw, especially like on long yardage plays like that you were complaining right. about earlier. You know, it's third and fourteen. If you don't complete that pass, 
you know, when you're throwing it underneath. I mean, yeah. if you're throwing it beyond right. the sticks, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. trying that's to a hard, it. That's a hard completion. No, you're taking um, the easy one. Yeah, the you know, and I just looked and Marcus Jones he had eight snaps against Arizona on offense and only two in this game. Yeah, and one of them was in the red zone where yeah. they had him in at running back essentially. One of them was in the the, the sequence, the goal to go to. <laughs> well, there's the only time they were in the red zone. So, but yeah, they um, I I noticed that they played Marcus less, and I, I think that that's a big reason why is because he had to play so much on defense. He played every play on defense. Right, and I was going to make that. Point. And I, I you know to go to the last uh, defensive drive as well. Eventually, you know Marcus Jones, Miles Bryant, Jonathan, like it's a very small group of corners, yeah. right? Very small. And so what? How do they lose? They they lost at the catch point, right? Like they lost on the play that was sort of like a fifty fifty ball in the back of the end zone. But yeah, I I. I I, in my head, when he said that they ran that a lot, I was like, I think Marcus only played two offensive snaps, so uh, they didn't really. And uh, it just it just goes back to this week. They're ten yards per attempt, uh, air yards per attempt, average depth of target is ten yards. Last week it was like a little bit under five. Do you get like sort of? Do you get the impression that they pay too much attention to the midweek narratives? Like, there was a huge hue and cry about that. I think it was like four yards, right? It was like four yards. Right. It threw all screens, and everybody was like, what are you doing? (laughs) We'll show them. You know, we're going to do it this way (laughs) next week. I think what they saw with this Raiders secondary, the Raiders secondary and the Raiders defense uh, came in 32nd in the league in DVOA against the pass. Mm -hmm. And I think that they thought that they were going to be able to throw on them. I, that's what I in that one drive that they put together that led up to the goal line sequence. They did make some throws down the field on them, and they just they kept on trying to do it. And all the screen stuff that everybody was complaining about the week before completely went by the we, the wayside. And I I understand why people get annoyed by the screens on like third and ten, right? When you're that's you're waving the white flag, mm-hmm. but this team cannot execute on first and second down consistently enough. But they can they can execute screens like they they can they run some good screens. Yeah, I don't think they're great at it. I got to be <laughs> honest with you. Like even in this game, there was the, the the play. I keep talking about the one stupid play because I I'm an idiot and I get excited by the one play that looks like NFL offense. The the two plays that preceded the in cut to Tyquan Thornton were both like I'm gonna I mean, have to go back and look to see if they're actually screens or just check check downs, and they get blown up. Like that's why it was third and eleven. Because they completed two passes there for nothing. Yeah, you know, and well, I think the biggest thing too, it most of the time when you when you try to screen teams, it seems that blitz and it seems that play zone, right? Because it, when you're playing zone, you fall out of it, and then you're all of a sudden you're you guys are dropping to depth, and you're you're coming off the line of scrimmage, and then and then you can set up the blocks and stuff like that. The Raiders played a lot of man on Monday or Sunday, excuse me. So my guess is, is that they said. The screens aren't going to work against man because somebody's assigned to the running back, yeah, right? Yeah, going to come right. through. But I, I think that it's, you know, all the mystery. They, they had those eight snaps with Marcus Jones against Arizona where they're motioning him and they're running misdirection plays and uh, they're running screens to him and they're building off the screen to him. And, like, they, that was complimentary offense, right? Like, so we're going to show you the screen. Uh, he's going to take it for 12 yards. And the next play, he's going to motion like it's the screen, but we're actually going to hit you over here. Yeah. Like, that's that's how you sequence together plays. And this, this offense that they ran on Sunday was just disjointed in a mess. Yeah, and that sequence was it's first and 10 from the 24 uh pass short left appear strong minus two now i i think it was a screen i i 
It may not have. It may have been a check. There was one where he they ran slant flat, and I think it's this one uh, where Mac threw the flat instead of so the slant. So that, that was minus two, slant. and then the next play is pass short left to Stevenson for one. Again, I can't tell you with a that one was a screen. I can't tell you with the a first one with was a hand a, on the Bible that there were screens. They may have just been checkdowns or swing, whatever. But my point is, the passes at or behind the line of scrimmage, I don't think they've had a tremendous amount of success. Which certainly not uh, if you take away that Marcus Jones touchdown. Okay, but so this game, right? And, and I know we're getting on a tangent about the screens right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not a not really the point. This game they ran for two hundred yards, right? Which I. I you know, this was their best running game of the year in terms of production. But for the most part, they don't run the football. They have not been running the football very well. No. And against Arizona, they averaged four and a half yards per screen. So it wasn't great production. It wasn't like they averaged 10, but four and a half. It's replacing it, your running game is your right. point. And without Stevenson, yeah, I mean, you, I, I mean, you could sell me on that. Yeah. You could sell me on that. See, I'm not completely stubborn. <laughs> Thank you. Let's jump over to the phones. Uh, Spee, Fresno. Hey, Spee, how's it going? Hey, uh, bad. Uh, I'm very bothered by that. <laughs> Still? <laughs> um, I, yeah, yeah. I, I think the thing that I'm bothered most by, I'm sorry, I missed the beginning of the show, so if you'd already talked about it, but the fact that it was Jacoby Myers that got caught up with the dumb play, uh, it's frustrating because I know his dad listens to the show. I just, like, he deserves some support. He's been... Um, yeah. pretty rock solid player he's like he consistently plays at his ceiling which is going to get you down the field but not into the end zone so it was like frustrating when he lost you know the chance to have that touchdown that was like the most Jacoby Myers oh, yeah. thing when he loses an opportunity to touchdown would have been easy if it was Nelson Aguilar thing. it's the least Jacoby Myers thing when he throws that you know dumbass pass so I just I don't know I just wanted to Send good vibes out to the Myers is because he's he's been great and I really I really liked him and I don't know it's sad that he that he, that he um, is going to be remembered for something like that. So, yeah, suck. I hear yeah. you. Especially if he leaves in free. Aims. Thanks, B. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's I know. why it's Bill just... got rid of him. <laughs> yeah, can't make that mistake. I, it does suck though. I mean, and like I said, I mean, unfortunately, if it was Nelson Aguilar, everyone would just like, and it just sucks because everybody has such goodwill to Joe, Jacoby Myers, one of the few players who's improved and done everything you've asked of him and come through with big catches when you don't like have I'm a lot of guys old, that can do it. Because like I'm so far removed from that, like mm. I would definitely if like if I was like not working here and I was like 20 year old Paul, like season ticket holder, like I was, I would totally look at it that way and say, I wish it was like Aguilar or <laughs> guys that I don't really love. <laughs> yeah. You know, I really like Myers and it hates that I have, but like now I'm just like, who cares? <laughs> like my team did something stupid with the game on the line. I don't yeah. care who did it. Yeah. No, that's, you know, that's, but I don't know. I just, I mean, it's definitely a valid thing. You'd rather have it be a guy that you didn't love. Yeah. But it's, I mean, in some ways, it's just appropriate because as much as you love the guy, the team has just not been good this year, and he's part of that team. And as much as you don't want him to be, and you want him to, you know, earn another contract here and do well, it's uh, it's not that easy. I think it's appropriate because they even broke Jacoby. <laughs> like he's probably the smartest guy on the offense, honestly. And this has been such a, a an absolute abject disaster <laughs> yeah, on right. offense that we finally have gotten to the point where Ramondre and Jacoby, the two guys that we thought were safe. Are finally broken yeah, as well. Good job. Uh, let's go out to Patty and Agawam. Hey, Patty, how you doing? Hey, guys. Let me take you up. Well, actually, no, I'll keep you on speaker. Uh, probably hear me better. Yeah, so I, I was going to go on a little bit of a rant, but while I was on hold, I thought of a, uh, a hypothetical question. So I'll just throw that out at you. Um, right. 
let's just say prior to the season starting, they they went outside, you know, outside of Bill's friends of Belichick and hired an offensive coordinator, and we still had the same results. Do you think that mm-hmm. guy would still be working right now, or do you think Bill would have gotten rid of him like weeks ago? Right now? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think he'd still be employed now. I don't know if he would be employed next year. But I don't think he would have fired. I don't think that's Bill's style to, like, fire. And Sam Acord hasn't been fired. I don't think guys are getting fired. (laughs) That's your guy. Yeah, good point. I mean, I think the special teams have been really bad for two years. Yeah, no, I I don't I mean, with a, a game or two exception here or there, like the Jets game, you know, they won a game on a punt return. You know, Marcus Jones won a game. Yeah, right. That, that's how I would look at it. I tend to yeah. be a little negative. That I would look at it as Marcus Jones. The blocking was good too. I made I a play. Be fair. Yeah, and Nick Folk has been and, really consistent. And have we seen like which I don't really count as special they, teams, as you also know. Mistakes. They made a few mistakes here and there defensively, and and got called for penalties. But I, for the life of me, in the Belichick era, I don't think I've ever seen a team so undisciplined and just. It seems like they're not ready when they come out. Um, even I mean, even after the first few weeks, when it seemed like they would come out the first drive of the game and and the drive after halftime and be able to put something together, I mean they're not even doing that now. No, yeah, you know? it's getting worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fire I do that think hashtag fire Maddie Key, baby. <laughs> all right, all that's right. all I got. Guys. Thanks, Patty. I do think we should like defensively. They they they're a well coached defense. Yeah. They're a well-coached defense. They some of the stuff that they run, like some of the simulated pressures and the different uh, zone drops and stuff that they do, like you can't do that unless you know what you're doing. Yeah. You know. Do you do you have an issue with how much they're dropping Judon? Do you think that that is worth, um, you know, forcing him to get attention and then dropping him out and kind of saying, "Haha, we got you." But is it is it really worth it? I mean, don't you, do you need him? I mean, he's he's obviously not putting up the same production the last few games that he did early in the season. Is it is it worth it to to drop him out for those schematic kind of? twists i like the decoy i do I, I like the decoy it's like you know if you had randy moss and they're doubling them then you use them as a decoy and you you know hit them someplace else right like it, it's the same thing just the defensive equivalent i like the decoy but i think the the issue that it presents is that pass rushing is rhythmic right it's like mm. you got to get on they call them like sequences or um you know d- different scripts set them up right where you're i set them up for the bull rush for uche well, you actually start with the bull rush. <laughs> Uche, Uche's foundational move is the long arm, right? Bull rush, long arm. So he's speed to power, long arm, push the tackle. So he does that. Does it again. He does it again. He does it again. And then the fourth time turns the corner, right? It's straight speed rush or ghost move, right? Where he shows it and then lets it go. Those are things that go over. That's the chess match over the course of the game. So the problem that you have with dropping Judon, they dropped him nine times in this game, mostly on third down. The problem that you have is that when you get into that final drive and you need a rush, like you just need somebody to make yeah, a play up front. No rhythm. He's out of it, yeah. right? And, and so now there's no setup. There's nothing else for him to go to. So that's where it becomes a problem is when you absolutely need a play late in the game and your best player on defense can't come up with it. It, it. I think it goes back to the fact that he's really been in and out of the rush the entire game. Yeah. How about like on that last drive? I I read your your favorite uh, scribe, uh, Greg Bedard, mm-hmm. breaking down, <laughs> <Just> um, <kidding. laughs> talking about chipping the tight ends, which they had done, you know, throughout the game. Do you need to do that in that last drive, 
Or as Greg sort of opined, do you kind of invite that? Like if they want to throw something, you know, maybe across the middle, that's going to take a lot of time off the clock. Isn't that what you're hoping? Mm-hmm. You know, provided you don't give up like a 30-yarder down the seam, which you might. They, they, they did. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think there's a, a lot of different ways to look at it, and I never really thought of it the way that Evan just talked about. It's hard to ask Matt Judon to do one thing and then say, okay, now it's time to close the game out, get after <laughs> the passer, when he hasn't really had a chance yeah. to sort of wear down the, the guy blocking him all game. And I wonder how, you know, just how Judon feels, because, I mean, there certainly is the aspect here of you got to take one for the team, but at the same time, the, the average fan is going to look at the stats and say, Half sack for Judon. He did it again. He's doing it again, and you know, and and it's not entirely fair, but at the same time, the coaching staff has to know that you know you need like this is this was the problem. You just couldn't close the game out, you know. So maybe a better plan. I I just I think they're a good defense. I I I, and I think Paul even you said you know they seem better than last year. Um, You know, I just I I I do have some hope on that side of the ball. I I meant in this game, I thought they were better. Oh, overall, in this game. do you think they're I, better I, than this year? I, I don't. Neither. I, I just think that kind they the generally – this was the first – and I know that they haven't been a good offense, but I still look at the personnel and I say they, they got the pieces for a good offense. They should be better offensively mm-hmm. than they have been. And I thought they made them look like a very average group. I thought what Evan said about Josh Jacobs, he ran wild in the first half. They clamped it down. A lot of people were like – McDaniels, idiot, got away from Josh. No, he didn't. They ran eight times for 23 yards. They shut him down in the second half. That's why he didn't rush for as many yards in the second half because the Patriots were much better on run defense in the second half. I thought the game played on defense was awesome because what they did. I thought they played well in this game defensively. I yeah. thought it was it was better than what I've seen. Yeah, I think what they tried to do is and they came out in all those two high shells. So they're playing too high, and they're saying we're just going to give up some yards on the ground. But what it did is it got the Raiders' passing game out of sync, right? Because they they were running the ball more, and they were when they were passing, they were passing it into numbers, right? They're passing it to seven, eight guys in coverage, and the the simulated pressures, you know, to Mike's point about dropping Judon, those were working the entire game. I mean, Bentley had. I think four or five quarterback pressures in this game by blitzing up the middle and you watch it and you see, you know, Jermaine Illuminor setting towards Judon, the the left guard, excuse me, the right guard is taking the tackle and then then it just parts the red seas for the guy coming up the middle. McMillan had another one uh, later in the game too on the similar, uh, similar scheme. But I think the, the issue for me was that they tried it one too many times. They tried it again on the Keelan Cole touchdown and it was like finally the Raiders got it blocked, right? Like they finally knew, you know, what kind of ha- had an answer to it. Um, yeah. So eventually, you have to have something else. And right? I agree with you on on the plan. Mike and I were talking about it. There was, I would say, maybe a half dozen occasions where uh, Carr got back on his back foot and just stood there and looked around. And I was like, "Wow, they must have those zones flat, like you can't see on TV." They must have those zones flooded. He must have no pockets. Now, I think that sort of, to your point, threw them out of sync. But I also think a huge play in the game was the first drive. Marcus he, Jones. He, he's he got him wide open, and he throws it over the wrong shoulder and allows Marcus Jones to get back and bother the play. That should have been a touchdown. Like, he's got to just lead him to this. No one there. There's no safety. I don't think. Was there a safety on the other no. side of the field? It's quarters, and this is like the dangerous part. Like everybody is like when you call, when you say something's quarters, something's cover three. Everybody's like, "Well, it's zone." It is zone, but on the outside, it's man. Oh right? yeah, it's man. Like it's you're 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 
you're matched up, right? Like you're not, regardless of how you're getting to it, on the outside you're playing single coverage. That just is the way it is. So they ran like post cross, which is like a common play action concept, and the safeties jumped the crosser and they left uh, the the deep post unleveraged. Now this is the exact same play that Jason McCourty made in the Super Bowl against the Rams. So the backside corner should be the one that helps over the top for the uh, for the post, right? Because they're running the crosser away from him, so there's nobody coming into his zone. So he's just covering grass. Yeah. Now, I would say the difference between those two plays is the, the one in the Super Bowl is in the end zone, and Cooks couldn't run any further. Yeah. He's sort of locked well, Jared Goff was 10 minutes too late in that it, one. In that. Yeah. I think this was just a bad throw. And I think you might look at the, the rest of the game much differently if you're the Raiders if you hit that, which I think it's – I think Marcus Jones did a great job of closing. I, I, like he should, you, you guys don't need to have me tell you how much I love Marcus Jones. I think his closing speed was incredibly impressive on that play. Mm. You look at the replay, it probably should have been a touchdown yeah. anyway. should have been. Like it was a missed opportunity. And I think that changes the whole complexion of like anything that the Patriots wanted to do defensively. If it involves a 70-yard touchdown or a 60-yard touchdown, whatever the case was, hanging over the heads, you might not. Yeah. You might say, "If we do that, we're going to leave ourselves susceptible to that." And what was your big thing, yeah, Mike? Yeah. What was your big key going into the game? Take it with the big plays. Okay, how many times yeah. was Mac Hollins open? Yeah. Now I know it's Mac Hollins. That's not. I look at. Yeah. I, I focus on the Devontae Adams play because yeah. even with the throw where it was, and even with Marcus Jones getting back into the play, I think that was a drop. I think Devontae Adams has made that catch. More often than not in his career. I was stunned. I thought it was a touchdown. To your point, Evan, I was stunned. And I think I'm not taking anything away from Marcus Jones. You want to give him a a PB? Absolutely. If you want to give it to him, give it to him. I think it's a drop. Only because of who it is. Yeah. I don't know what Evan would say to this, but when we were in Vegas, like – Matt Collins was surprisingly like active to me, and I, I and, that, and that was coming even he's as I was player. blown away by Adams and Renfro and what they were doing. But I just like I'm like he's getting see, a lot of looks. You can see if they had all those guys all year, and he's like the fourth guy. Oh, just feast. that's not bad. Feast. He was him. asked to be the second guy all year. He's yeah. I I I think the Raiders have him locked up for a couple of years, but like that's the exact kind of guy that Bill signs, and everybody's like, oh, nice little player yeah. that they signed then here because he, he can play he can play special teams, <laughs> he can play on receiver. Yeah, he, like, made, he even know. downed the punt inside the, the, yeah. the two. Oh, he's, he's can we get their, away from this? He's their big <laughs> off season addition, no. right? Uh, Which is a guy who you're works. Welcome, when, Mac. He's yeah. the guy who works when you have Devontae Adams. <laughs> yeah, he's he's like. Uh, I don't know, is he Kendrick Bourne or Nelson Aguilar? Like, yeah, I mean, not the, not the same style of player. He's probably not as fast as Aguilar, but that's him. Like, he's a complimentary piece if you have a He had the a one. Star. He had the one where he got behind Jonathan Jones. It should have been a touchdown. That uh, car, Terrible throw car, by car, car. overthrew. Uh, the, the second one that I think you're talking about, oh, the coverage was, was better than I think you're giving it credit for. No, I'm just saying that he was in the clear and the throw was on the wrong side. That's all. There was he was uh, yeah because there, there were like three deep Carr balls was under where pressure, the yeah. guys going the go the guys going down the field deep and he's probably between the hashes yeah and the throw needed to be to the right hash and it was toward the left hash which causes the guy to sort of alter his route and gets sure. him back into coverage yeah like yeah. so now he's he's covered like yeah. the Marcus Jones play yeah I think if he throws that to the right hash I don't care what closing speed you had you weren't gonna you you were too far behind if he just could run to the ball. Right. That's what was going to happen. The throw took him back to the yeah. inside and allowed Marcus Jones to bother him. Yeah, those were those two plays. The one that uh, 
Matt Collins got behind Jonathan Jones later on in the game. Actually, there was on, one that went I, off his hands. That I think yeah, it was it the was drive before him. their game winning drive. I believe it was maybe or or maybe it was the game winning drive or game tying drive. Excuse me. I but think it was. I think it was a deep ball on that drive. On that drive that it could have they could have gotten the, the, the tie right. touchdown on that play. How about the possession it? before when they have Adams streaking across the field? Kind of uncovered, yeah. And Darren Waller reached up, and oh, knocked that, and knocked that the ball down. That was chaotic. That play, yeah. There were like seven guys. That, that looked like Patriots point. offense. Was, we got two guys in the same spot. Right. Well, that and the only reason why it ended up that way is because it was a scramble drill. Like it, it, the the initial play was covered, and and was they it were a just scramble drill. That, yeah, that pass. Yeah, they were just trying to get open. Uh, yeah, okay. It, it, but I think the. That was sort of the, a lot of the game plan in this game, and they finally got burned up by it by on the Keelan Cole touchdown. Was they knew that Matt Collins and Keelan Cole were going to have a lot of space, right? Like they were going to be one on one against guys, and they were going to have a lot of space because a lot of the coverage was rotating towards Devontae Adams, obviously, which I think was obviously a sound right sound it, pl- it, plan. It, it didn't really burn them in, until the Cole touchdown. Let's grab one more call here, uh, Adam down in Pennsylvania. Hey, Adam, what's going on? Hey, everyone. How's it going? Good. I've been better. Good. <laughs> yeah, so let's, uh, you know, I just want to go back to the last play on Sunday. So just thinking back to that, like what struck me with the way that last play played out was that, you know, what happened was that these guys, they took the game into their own hands, right? The, the coaches said, let's run out the clock and play for OT. But Ramondre Stevenson, Jacoby Myers, they said, Essentially, you know, we know better than our coaches, so let's win it now, right? Like, let's try to end this in regulation because we don't know what's going to happen in OT. And just thinking about it, you know, it just felt very desperate. And I think that's just one of the most disappointing parts about that last play is that it fully demonstrated that these guys don't trust their coaches, right? Like, we don't trust that our coaches know what's best for us. Um, We don't believe they can put us in a position to win this game. So, we need to try to improvise and be the heroes ourselves. Like, you know, they'd rather chance it with laterals in a tie game than take things to OT and just see what happens. And, you know, I know we harp on the good old days, you know, the dynasty, you know, but this would not have ever happened in the past 20 years. You know, no one would have ever questioned the play call or the game plan or the goal. And now it just feels like these players are ready to go AWOL or off script to try to win a game because they just don't have trust in the coaches that, you know, that they can guide them to victory. So, you know, that was just something that just kind of reflecting on that play was kind of a sobering thought that came to mind that just watching these guys, they, they just really don't trust the coaching and that, that play, it just really fully embodies that. So I, I hope they learn their lesson, you know, to trust their coaching, even if it's, you know, not always perfect, but, you know, it potentially cost us a playoff spot. So I uh, just wanted to get your guys' yeah. thoughts there, and I'll take it offline. Thanks. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate the call. Um, I mean, flirting with what we you know, were talking about a little bit. I just don't, I just wonder how organic it was. And, I mean, this is something that, like, Evan That's would love to say. ask Ramondre. It's like, the great unknown. Right. Like, what did, did it just occur to Ramondre as he was getting tackled? And, you know, I think Evan threw out, like, he thought maybe they were closer and, and that Jacoby had a few yards to go. But I still think I it was spur of the moment, Ramondre throwing it back to Jacoby, and Jacoby just reacting, thinking, all right, I guess this is what we're doing. We're going to start lateraling the ball right now um, without, like, you know. It's interesting. You without could, a you chat before. I don't, do you think there was a, any kind of mention of a, the word lateral prior to that play being called no. and run? I, I don't either. And I don't, not to pick on the caller, but I don't think it's that deep. 
I, I don't think it's that no. deep that they are right. like the coaching staff doesn't know what it's doing. Like in the maybe in the sense of like now that they're sitting on a Tuesday and reflecting on it, maybe they get there. But like in the game, like in that moment, I don't think that the the thing that's popping through Ramondre Stevenson's <laughs> head going down. in that moment as he's running with the football in an NFL game is, you know what, Matty P doesn't know what the hell he's doing. So I'm just going to flip this ball to no, Jacoby. It like, would I, have I to be premeditated. So. <laughs> right. And I agree right. with you guys. I don't think it was premeditated. I think it was something that came about on like, the spur like, of the moment. Like they're trying to get Billy Bob a touchdown. And, and I do think <laughs> – I like your theories, uh, <laughs> you, you guys. I like your theories that, like, maybe he's thinking, well, you know, I ran a draw. Like, I, I went, like, 25 yards. I think he got, like, 20, 20 23, 23 yards. Right. You know, maybe he did think, well, I'm, 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 like, inside the 20, so I can try it here. And then, you know – What's the worst that's going to happen? It's like it, it's going to be like eighty yards, but not realizing. Oh wait a minute! I only just got into Raiders territory. Now I flip it back to Myers, who throws it across the field, and now we're, we're on our side of the field. So if something bad happens, which did, it's not really that that much of a stretch. Like if if the, if everybody's in the same spot and you're twenty five yards further, and Chandler Jones catches it, he probably still goes for a touchdown. But at least you have a chance to chase him down. Your skill guys might yeah. be able to chase him down. I mean, 45 yards, once he, once he pile drives Mac Jones into the turf, yeah. game, set, match. There's nobody – no one would even had a sniff to catch him. That was uh, that was sort of the gist of what I got from Ramondre's perspective is I think the worst thing that happened on that play was Chandler Jones actually initially misses the tackle. Yeah. On Ramondre. Yeah. And Ramondre, because the the rest of the defense is in prevent, there's nobody for another 20 yards. And I think that he thought he was a lot closer to the end zone right. than he actually was. And to your point, you said, I'm going to lateral it to Jacoby, who's going to take it the, the rest of the way. Or he's just going to realize that there's nothing, there's nowhere else to go, and yeah. he'll go down and we'll go to overtime. So I'm not trying... No, Ramondre is to not blame. Ramondre is also to blame for starting the whole chain of events. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that when he got loose a little bit, I think that he thought to himself, "Oh, oh crap! I'm I'm getting I'm, going, I'm getting there. <laughs> like I'm getting there." And Man, you wouldn't know what to do if you got there. And Sorry. that was sort of where it all started to yeah. go wrong. And I, it, like it, it was poor. It was a poor plan. Like it in all all around, but. It, it was funny because I listened to Chandler Jones talking about it, and he he talked about missing the tackle. He 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 he, he was trying to strip the ball, which is why he you know partly at least yeah. why he missed the tackle. I mean, it happens all the time. But the whole Raiders defense they had to have eight guys inside their twenty. Yeah. So like the fact that you got twenty, like I, I've kind of heard some rumblings of this too. Not a lot because everybody's so pissed off. No one's really looking at the bright side, but. Oh, he broke into the cl- – no, he didn't. There were no Raiders defenders there. Yeah. Like, all the Raiders defenders were still to be beaten right? because they were all playing for the Hail Mary. Right, and the breaking into the clear it was the worst thing that happened right. in my mind because at that point, I think that there, to Ramondre, he thought to himself, like, I think I'm only like 20 or 30 yards out or maybe even less, right? Like, maybe he thinks yeah, he's I think only- he, I think he thought he was closer than he was, right. whatever that number is. Right, but – I I just think that there was no on no planet did he think when he handed that ball uh, tossed it to Jacoby 
that Jacoby would do what he did. And, his, and I can't blame like, him for his that. His lateral was really reckless. Oh, like yeah. he just I mean, flips it over yeah. his head without looking. It yeah. wasn't a fumble, but it was dangerous. No, he as threw a, like, it. He threw it over his head, like yeah. like almost like <laughs> it was horrible. I mean, no, I'm not. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Like Myers ends up getting picked off. He's looking. He sees Mac. He's throwing it to Mac. He just didn't see Chandler Jones, which yeah. Chandler oh. Jones was actually on the ground. Correct. Yeah, he was hiding, and he got up and he high pointed it too. Yeah. Like this is the difference. Like it was a. Like just a calamity of bad yeah. luck in, in bad everything. Like Chandler Jones, there's not not every defensive lineman in football has the ability to do what Chandler mm-hmm. Jones did. I'm not telling you he's the only one because there's a lot of athletic defensive ends in football. But he yeah. made that look ridiculously easy. Yeah. yeah. Getting up off the ground, high pointing the ball, yeah. stiff arming Mac Jones and then just ram- rumbling into the end zone. Like yeah. looked like a tight end. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Max got to make that tackle. Uh, let's go down to Andrew <laughs> in Australia. Got to at least try. <laughs> he Rip did. him down by the face mask. Well, that penalty. At least that, make them make right, the field. That was the one thing. It's like horse collar him, face <laughs> mask. Like do like you do something. Hey, Andrew, what's going on? That vi- that still shot. Hey guys, Stop. I can't look at it's it. It's a bad Stop. look. False Christmas card. That's get- Sorry, Andrew. We're 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 that, rambling on here. That wasn't. <laughs> that wasn't nice. That's what right. I just said to me. <laughs> what do you got, Andrew? Hey, so uh, first-time caller, thanks very much for taking my call. Um, you guys have probably already discussed this, but i got two comments on this game. None of the stuff you guys have just been talking about would have happened if the offense could have gotten one or two first downs with three minutes to go. Yep. Um, and then after that, if the defense could have actually stopped them. Yep. Um, so my comment's really how much of that's on coaching, how much of that is on the players uh, in executing. Um, and if it's coaching, can we start just driving a new uh, – the stri- can, we, can we start protesting and getting rid of Coach Patricia? Because, goodness gracious, enough already. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. And I'll take it off there. Appreciate it. Uh, I, I think mean, it was everything. I think it's just it was hard to parse it out. Bad execution yeah. on the first two plays. I just the, – the overall False offensive start plan, penalty. going back to the spring, it just casts a shadow all, over all of this. And so as much as I have issues with Matt Jones, I just I, – I struggle to – to get to that point because I don't think he's like he's been put in position to succeed and you know it's I I, I just I have I struggle to get past that now that said I think the defense it's just a kind of execution there at the end where you know whether it's what they need to do to get the pass rush there or the pass rushers themselves that need to get there that's that was to me the issue at the end it's just you know your last drive you need somebody to step up and close the game out and they didn't get it and offensively I mean what, what are you going to say like they should have been able to close it out I guess but I mean they, they've struggled to move the ball all year long, so I can't say that they should have done anything. Defensively, I have a little bit higher expectations. Yeah, the, the pass rush on the final drive was disappointing because it felt like they didn't really they didn't really try some of the tricks that worked in the beginning of the game for the first 58 minutes of the game until the, the Cole touchdown. And then when they what they tried on the Cole touchdown was the same play that they had been running all game, and the Raiders were just ready for it. finally so they were rushing four guys right like they're just standard four-man rush seven drop in coverage and uh barmore came close a a few times he beat his guy but Carr was get got the ball out because he was running uh running those deep outs to the sideline you know those deep comebacks and that those are pretty quick plays so they just didn't get get there fully and yeah I, i would agree that as much as I, the last play was the last play, you have to look at it at some degree and say your defense is your strength, right? Like your defense is what you're 
is the good side of the ball, yeah. if you will. So that if you're going to be confident in any side of the football winning a game for you in that type of situation, it would it would be the defense. Now, Barmore, you mentioned Barmore who came back and early in the game he had like a sack that was just looked like he destroyed Derek Carr. Yeah. Like he just, I mean, it was kind of vintage Barmore. Um, what you, what you think of his game returning? Yeah, I thought he looked good. I thought he looked good. I thought he looked healthy. Um, you know, he. He only got credited for the one sack yeah. for, by PFF, but I thought that he was more impactful than the stats suggested in this game. Had a couple of nice uh, two-gap style you know, run stops as well. I, I thought he played pretty well for the first game back, and he was beating the blockers, right? It wasn't, he wasn't always impacting the throw because maybe the throw was getting out quicker than you know he was able to get there. Um, but I, I thought that he was beating the blockers, and... Daniel Aquale was, I was getting just all. Just going to ask you about him. You think he's a player? Or you think so, he's just kind of a guy. I think he's kind of a guy, but yeah. he was getting a lot of one on ones against Arizona, and that was where his sack came against Arizona. Yeah. Was on a one on one, and now if you put Christian Barmore in that spot instead of Daniel Aquale, that I think that's a pretty yeah. clear upgrade for you, and, and you should be able to to you know use that to your advantage. I haven't done many emails here in the last hour, but I did want to uh, at least get to this one. Um, L from Wisconsin wrote in and just said, you know, why do you keep saying someone has earned a spot if money is anywhere near equal? Uh, well, that's something else. But uh, I think that the the caller called in and said, who's earned a spot for next year? And so we were just kind of generally saying, who do we feel like are players to build around? I mean, certainly there's a bunch of guys who are free agents that decisions have to be made on. But or, you know, as Evan pointed out, guys that they could release with an out in their contract. Um I, but I don't think it's not really we're not really saying like, you know, outside a contract who should or shouldn't be there. It's yeah. And it's know. hard. Like that that caller was asking us how many players like probably a lot. I don't know. You know how many you, you have turnover every year, as Bill uh, loves to tell us is turnover every year. But how many guys remain on a roster from one year to the next as an average rule in the NFL? I don't have the number off the top know. of my head. I would, average number? I mean, you have 53. 30? I'm talking 35? To, I'm just talking about 53-man yeah. roster guys. Right. I'd say it's probably pushing 40. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Because you have all the guys on rookie contracts still. Unless you trade one of those guys, like you know, a Chase Winovich, for example, all those guys are going to still be on the team. So, it's a good, uh, uh, Chase Winovich, uh, Mac Wilson. Anyone <laughs> see him? See on a, <laughs> I haven't seen either of those side guys. Of a, side of a milk. I don't know either of those there. What uh? This is a, this is a little off offbeat question. We're talking about free agents, but um, you know, Miles Bryant was an undrafted rookie when he made the team, so he's going to be a restricted free agent. But he's he was undrafted, so you've got a choice to make where first round tender, second round tender, original round tender, right? With the he was cut though, free, right? Yeah. Was he cut? So is he is he restricted? No, I don't think he is. No, I don't think he's on that deal anymore. If he is, whatever the lowest tender is, I. I That's know. an original round tender, and not yeah. basically nothing. So basically nothing. So yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just an interesting. No guy. one's going to sign him as a restricted free agent. Kind of interesting. They might not even offer him a tender because they can probably get him from cheaper than that. I agree. Jonathan Jones be a free agent. That's I think him and Myers. I think are atop the list for me of you know guys who have really contributed. And after that, I mean, I don't. Her- Damian Harris, Nelson Aguilar, Isaiah Wynn. Raquan McMillan, Cody Davis, Jawan Williams, Devin McCourty, Jabril Peppers, Ference, and Mac Wilson. I mean, those are that's my quick overview of free agents. But I mean, there's not a lot of guys are, in there. Those are the I, pending free agents. I mean, I think the bigger questions are the ones that Evan talked about between outs contract. You know, the Hunter Henry types that Evan brought up, or the Trent Brown types. That yeah, even though it's affordable, like do you want them back? Mm-hmm. You know, those kinds yeah. of you know Kendrick Bourne. 
Yeah, Kendrick Bourne's not going to break the bank, but do you want him back based on what's what's happened this year? I don't know. And Par- I mean, Parker's an easy out with his contract Same as thing. well. That's easy to get out of that last year. That one. Um, the only guy impending free agent that I look at that I say I want back at this point is Jonathan Jones. I think Jaco- like I would take Jacoby back. Don't get me wrong, but if he hits unrestricted yeah. free agency and and someone's offering him fifteen million dollars a year, then I'm okay with them. Wa- you know, letting him walk. I, did, yeah. I would love to have Jonathan Jones back. I think that no matter where you play him, he's a good player. I thought right? Jonathan Jones got a bigger contract than I thought he would get when the Patriots originally extended him. I wonder if he made himself some money this year. I think this has been his best season by far. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think he did make his, himself some money in some respects, but I also think 99% of teams are still going to view him as a nickel and I mean, a slot corner. And so that – they, that position is not going to get paid like the outside guys. But it might be more than they're willing to give him at his mm. age. Yeah. I, I would prioritize keeping him. I would. I, and I know you drafted Marcus Jones to probably take that slot role over, but I just think that Jonathan Jones plays – you can put him any – like you can put him at safety, and he's going to be a good safety. Like he, he's that type of guy that truly is just outside, inside, safety. Like you can play him anywhere. They keep showing this play that Jalen Hurts uh, – Hurts his shoulder. It do and it, and it, it just like it makes me hurt. Let's grab one more call here uh, as we wrap things up. Phil in Indiana. Hey, Phil, how you doing? Philip. Good. How are you? Good. Thank um, you. Just a, a couple quick, couple quick uh, comments. And I, and again, you may have mentioned these earlier in the show. I'm sorry, but you, you, the Patriots have the ball, second and seven. They're going to run twice. Uh, Raiders obviously know they're going to run. And what happens that we've seen all year is False a start. jump offside. Yep. And now it's second and 12, and they're not going to get the first. And so whether it's jumping offside, delay a game, not getting the plays, you know, just over and over. Yeah. And, and as soon as they said, I thought, this game's in, now we're in trouble again. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I, it, it, that's the type of stuff they just need to clean up. And the second thing is, I thought the Patriots ended up, sure looks like they had a pretty good draft. And they and using this uh, young what, Grow right, who's uh, kind of handling the draft now. And I do hope then uh, that this is a good example of why Belichick should should uh, turn over the offensive play calling to someone else, uh, maybe some of the younger guys that are on the uh, on the staff. So thank you. That's all I have to say. Thanks, Phil. I, I agree with his mentality because you get three yards on first down, second and seven. I think, given the way you ran the ball throughout the day, and I know it's harder to run in that situation than it was the rest of the day, but you could realistically say. I have two plays to get seven yards. I could do that. I can run. But when you make it second and 12, realistically, you're probably not going to do that in that scenario where the other team is just playing run. You're probably not going to get 12 yards on two carries. So that was a, a huge penalty. Yeah. I have can, huge. can we – you have the the playlist right there so you can look it up. But can we at least try? Can we at least try? What do you mean? Can we try um, oh, second and 12? To throw the to ball? pass, you mean? In second and 12 and third and 10, can we at least try that's to it. run a play that's going to pick up a first down? Okay, so, yeah, they ran the ball all three plays. Um, and the reason why I, I asked you to look up the play just quickly is because at that point there's still at least over two minutes left in the game, right? And the Raiders have the two-minute warning and they, oh, however many timeouts they had left. So... Okay, so they took over with 5.10 left. Uh, Stevenson left guard for three yards. Down to 4.30. Oh, no, sorry, this is the wrong one. I wrong think it's drive. the next one. Wrong yeah. drive, yes. 
It's 312 left. Stevenson middle for three yards. Um, then they timeout. Then it is 309, and that's when the penalty occurs on second and seven. So I think it's reasonable that you ran the ball on first down. So now it's second and 12, and this is where I assume right. you want to try to pass. Yes. Um, they clearly wanted to get rid of that last timeout. Um, pri- they prioritized that over throwing Why? the ball. I-, I think that's a very reasonable second guess. 99 times out of 100, I'm in favor of throwing the ball to get a first down to cl- clinch the game in that scenario because I don't care if the other team has timeouts. If they have enough time, they're going to have – Right. I am not surprised that the Raiders move the ball and we're going to be throwing it into the end zone because that's what teams do. Right. Um, so to Evan's point, I would rather throw it, but I got to tell you, I have absolutely no faith in the passing game. So in this case, I think I would have run it three times. I'm just saying I would have, and it, I almost never would feel that way. If it's isolated in that like one specific scenario, then I, I guess maybe you can understand they want them to burn their timeouts. They want to take out as much time out of the clock. I just all season long, they get into third and eight plus and they give up. Mm-hmm. They do. They give up. They don't even try. Like in that, and the bootleg was not even trying. Like you weren't going to get it that. So you're not even trying. Like the bootleg call is inexplicable. It's like I, right. I would rather have thrown a bomb and and then run a bootleg. Like, or I, how about a reverse? You know, like, I, how about, like if you want to if you want to have the bootleg action to it, right? Then run Marcus Jones in the other direction and flip it to him, yeah. and then you have your bootleg action. Yeah, he's too fast, too fast. All right, well, we got to wrap it up here, guys. I'm sure we could go on all day about this game, but we will be back tomorrow for another two hours. Uh, we'll start to break down the surging Bengals and. Of course, Patriots Unfiltered is brought to you by Bridgestone, official tire of the New England Patriots, and they're proud to partner with Sullivan Tire, New England's headquarters for quality Bridgestone tires. Visit it, SullivanTire.com to find a location near you. I'll get one of these reads done cleanly one of these days. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.